gentlemen. All right. All right. So uh, I'll just keep everybody up to date from the last week's stuff. So I continue to clear out my basement. Um, and I've moved a few games just over here just to have kind of a backdrop for this, including my turkey shoot that I mentioned I would uh, bring over here. And if you get a chance, maybe I'll fire it up, but it might be a late show tonight. Um, we counted and ended up having 14 games that would not fit in the container, so the containers fall, and I need to do shuffling around this place so I can uh, do my renos. But that's How many games where... did you get in the container? You know what? I never, cu- I never counted. My, my <laughs> wife said that. It, it's 20-something. Well, all right. Yeah, I got, I've got about 35, 40 games somewhere around okay. there. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, it's a thousand square feet in the whole basement, but it's not all going to be dedicated to it. It's probably about 700 square feet or so. Cool. Oh, and I guess, I don't know, Gak, if you want me to do this now. Sure, go for it, man. So, um, Mr. Gak sent me a present. Um, hey, sorry for the delay. I really meant to send this a couple months oh, ago. Oh, well, like I said, <laughs> it wasn't even necessary. He, he sent me a Frogger joystick. <laughs> And he, and he warned me that it was not a Frogger joystick inside it. So, uh, why are you sending me this again? Well, 30, wanna... uh, 34K, we all, we all agreed at at, uh, at BroFest. I mean, Orange Whip, he, he stepped up more than anybody unexpectedly, right? Absolutely. You know, how much time he put in that he didn't have to. We were all kind of, you know, 34K and myself and John, we all talked about it ahead of time. You know, we knew we were going to be putting in hours, but... Uh, it was awesome of Warren Twift to do that, so I just wanted to kind of do something as a thank you to him. So, cool. Well, here we go. It is appreciated, not necessary as I mentioned, but appreciated. <laughs> yeah, super, super duper well deserved. I will, I will do it again at Grinkers and at Brofest next year if need be. So, I'm kind of halfway looking forward to, to Grinkers is just hang out and play games, you know. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. That, that was- that was like quite a bit of work at uh, Brofest, and and I just uh, did CAX a couple weeks ago, California Extreme. That that was a shit ton of work too. So I'm so, looking forward to just hanging out. <laughs> Gak actually asked me to see if I could open it live for the show. So I actually, because I'm in Canada, I went down to my U.S. box yesterday, uh, and it got delivered yesterday. So I was able to pick it up yesterday, and now I'm opening it for the first time. Nicely packed. Pack of material. Yep. All right. Notice the uh, pink bubble wrap, you know, in case you need to wrap a circuit board maybe or something. I, I think I have a, a feeling what this is. I think I've, I think I've seen a few of these before maybe. Probably, yep. <laughs> wow, an unboxing video. I love it. <laughs> yeah, my, my the ratings of this channel should just skyrocket now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thousands of subscribers. <laughs> All right, awesome. Oh, I got the number one bro award. Sweet. So we, you know, John was supposed to print out one for the uh, bro fest, uh, an actual award on a sheet of paper, you know. But we left him in his his uh, basement. I think forgot to do it. So th- this will work, right? <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Thank you. Uh, cool. Wait, I'll hold it up and uh, present so we can see it. Oh yes, I'll. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, oh, I just got to present myself, I guess. Eh? All right, so it's a live on air. Whoops, get the shine off that. That's so cool. 
So it's a little live on air uh, light, I believe. It's LED. Yep. Yeah. And on this side, it's got the Bro Fest, and apparently I got the number one Bro Award. There you uh, go. <laughs> I didn't know that was an official award, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fine-looking sausage you got there. Yeah, yeah. that's sweet. <laughs> uh, and, 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 it's got my, and it's got my little uh, orange whip icon. That's awesome. There you go. There you go. And there should be a power supply in there you can, so you can plug it in the wall, you know, yeah. light it up. Yeah, I, I remember all the all the instructions you gave all the guys when we were in John's yeah. space. You know, the idea was, you know, whenever we're <laughs> chiming in on Arcade Outsiders, we go ahead and uh, plug it in and turn the lights off and... Uh, Enjoy the show as part of it, you know. <laughs> so. Awesome. So yeah, little power cord, little adapter. It's gonna be awesome. Sweet. Sweet. Thank you very much. Sure, no problem. Yeah, I, I think I made about ten of them. I have one for myself, and the rest went all, all went out to everybody. So you, you got one of the last ones, other than mine. So I feel like I'm a bro now. There you go. <laughs> I'm part of the. I'm part of the club. There yeah, you I'm, go. I don't know if you can see it, Gak, but actually mine's hanging up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there it is. up on the wall, trying to flick on a point. Oh, of nice, cool. Here, let me, let me present bar. you, Andrew. The bar. Oh, yeah, sorry, guys. It's a uh, yeah, right there. It's got the, uh, my yeah. lanyards uh, from from Brofest and, and Grinkfest are hanging off of it. But yeah. nice. And actually, I can kill the lights. But now you can't. I'm scared. Oh, it turned it off. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, I forgot I had it switched. Yeah, no problem. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have my drinker's uh, lanyard right here too. There you go. My yeah. other, my Brofest one's actually upstairs still. So yeah, sweet. Thanks. Sure, no problem. Looking forward to hanging out in a couple months. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. That's I can't wait for it to. My wife's excited too because she couldn't go to Brofest this year, so. Yeah. She's That's excited cool. to head back to Grinker's. A little over two months. It's going to happen real fast. Yes. Actually, we're good. We're, we're probably due for a conversation. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve pretty much said, you know, if we can uh, work on anything, he's all game for whatever we want to. I haven't talked to John about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we mentioned it a little bit before BroFest, but we've just all been busy since then. No, it's been kind of, kind of a crazy summer, but I actually already have some artwork ideas, too. So Awesome. Steve needs to get in here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to him. He was he was trying to get in, and then... Hey, and still in the chat. Did you unban him? <laughs> uh, he, he was never banned. He was just, The room was just full. You said you kicked him out. No, I kicked uh, other people out so we could get in. Well, he was video... video uh, archive, yeah. You kicked him out. Oh, was he video archive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's why I tried to say in the IRC, but I don't think you've seen it. Well, I mean, I just ejected them, though. It shouldn't have banned them. Well, you, you said he can't get in because it's... Um, hold on, let me scroll down. What do you say? And don't come back. It says I'm not allowed back. <laughs> There's probably a block list in uh, the toolbox. Yeah, I'm going to try to find that. Oh, I see Seabird put a monitor in your track and field, huh? Yes, I got that thing in and uh, capped it, except the board uh, <laughs> board fried. Oh, no. I checked my voltages. They were all fine. Put the P powered off, put the PCB in. As soon as I hit the uh, start button, the um, switch on the top, snap, crackle, and pop Rice Krispies. 
go around back, unplug it, look at the board. One of the caps is gone uh, on the top smaller board. I unplug it, take it out, go, what the hell was that all about? Plug the game back in, take voltage readings, and the power supply went out. Oh, shit. Like, all the voltages went to half. I was only getting, uh, like, half of the plus five. I was getting three on the minus five. I was getting uh, ten points something on the twelve. So now that's gone out for repairs. Well, at least he didn't blow the monitor. Hopefully. Oh, hopefully. But uh, I couldn't get it. Uh, uh, I fixed the. I found. I thought that it was just the cap that went bad, but apparently there might have been more because I couldn't get it. The, get the monitor to dial in properly. So I was just getting uh, orange and red cannot sync bars going across the screen. Story. Yeah, no crap. And, but I did find a marquee. <laughs> so there, there, oh, and I've also got uh, I also got the uh, button kit from Bob from uh, Bob Roberts here. Let's see if I can get that up. Yeah, he, how is that button kit? I'm looking at ordering one actually. Uh, I got that one too. It's it's good. It's uh, it's very it's very nice. Like yeah. I um. He sends a pile of nuts. If you have a metal um, control panel, you do need to get these little uh, spacers, but he sells those as well. Okay. And then you just put them on. Uh, most of the leaf switches, after I put them on, just because they got squished from packaging, I just had to, just lately, just so they make contact when you touch them. And it uh, worked, uh, worked out pretty nice. They're nice and smooth. No extra clicking on like, those crappy micros. I wish there was a joystick on this thing, because lowering this panel is a pain in the ass. Uh, my, my track and field that I just picked up actually has a uh, the, the player one run button. Every once in a while, it just kind of sticks, and either it double double clicks or it doesn't doesn't register. So is it uh, leaf or micro? It's leaf. Uh, it might just be a sticky. Con- might just have to adjust the contacts, maybe clean them a bit. Yeah, I switched. Out, I switched out to a new leaf switch, and and no, it, it was a little better, but not a hundred percent. So, I know the kids were out there playing it earlier, so maybe it's they banged on it enough to adjust it. Yeah. Brian on here. What's your handle? I'm T Dogs. I was just gonna fucking ask if that was you. <laughs> it's me. If I'd heard you laugh, I would have fucking known. <laughs> Let's fucking Denver represent. That's three of us here. Hey. Oh yeah. The one final thing with the track and field is you know, some guy is making some kind of uh, test ROM on cloth. And, uh, so that's good to get too if you get around to that, too, Bart. Hmm. I saw that. Isn't he? I thought he was looking for beta testers. Yeah, he is. But the ROMs are downloadable. You just burn them to your burn them with an EEPROM writer, and then you're good to go. Okay. That means that means I gotta get an EEPROM burner. So. <laughs> And that means I need to find a computer that can do that can do a DOS. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's plenty of good USB ones that'll run in. Uh, the, 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 the computer I'm using is uh, running Vista, burning just fine. Whoa, whoa, you're using a Vista computer, I and mean, you can still use it. Well, it's the way it came, so I just haven't updated it to anything, and yeah, it works just fine. I just downgraded uh, or upgraded both of mine to Windows uh, X or uh, Windows. 7 premium, and now I'm getting the Windows 10 any day now, so hopefully it's better than Windows 8, because that sucked. 
Is my video not coming through, by the way? Nope. No, you're just blank. Well, unless you're, you're broadcasting black. No, oh, his, just uh, at the very top, you have to activate your uh, camera. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, I got a question. How do you set it up to where it'll show the people who are talking that go up on the big screen? Because mine's, like, locked on one person. Just uh, click on that person again to unlock them. Yep. Uh, okay, there we go. Sweet. Let's <laughs> find a, a... I'm a noob. Webcam. <laughs> I'm a video conferencing engineer. You'd think I'd be able to have a good webcam. I've got to get your logic tech out. Well, no, I've got, I've got a Tanberg, 1080p, the, the whole shebang, and for whatever reason... Just turn on light. I bet you my Microsoft one doesn't work or works just fine. Hey Brent, how come we don't take advantage of that guy's offer of uh, that's on the, that, was, that was my that was my offer. That is, that is Brian's offer, I think. Oh, that was Brian's offer. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably the the biggest thing, and I think Orange Whip, you mentioned this, but I think if we get much more than the ten that we get in oh. here, it's going to be just a cluster. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sometimes already is with ten people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody's interrupting people all the time and saying sorry. But it'd be nice to have something like that, maybe, but like I still think we'd want to limit it to a pretty small number of people in here at once. Yeah. There you go. I, I mean, I'd, I'd say maybe you guys give it a try one time and just see. see it, it's definitely a different experience than this, and it's more, more fluid. Can you have like a... Like a moderation panel, like like set like ten people to to that can speak, and the rest just are reviewing. Or well, see, I can do that <laughs> as 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 a as an admin on the system, I can do that. But uh, that, that that involves being attached to the BT conferencing network and yada yada yada. What about um doing recording? Because I know that one thing that that's that's one thing I, I I was thinking about that. There is a way to record, but it would take me take a little bit of of doing and. Uh, I think you could. I think somebody could probably do it on their computer, right? But that would be the the only way is that you'd have to use like a screen recorder or something like that. Right. Mm. That seems like a lot some, of work. Yeah, there'd have to be a lot of organization. <laughs> I guess the YouTube does fill the need of listeners or workers. It's going to end up being arcade outsiders. We're going to have like people chatting and we'll have to like read things and <laughs> communicate that way. Well, the idea the idea originally I had was that people should go to the thread that we started and ask questions there like all week long that we could maybe come and answer during this. And nobody uses the form. <laughs> Not yet anyways. I'm kidding. It's, it's, they always well, say. <laughs> well, between that, they could sign up to join into the call, so that way you could always just add them in when they contact you. Yeah, you know what? I I forgot that you can ask questions there, but I asked my question in chat earlier. I've never got answered. The RAM. Yep. The, the no, no, we did. We did actually bring it up. We just didn't really discuss we, it. We haven't got. We we acknowledged it. We just ignored it afterwards. <laughs> Adam's not here. Yeah, we we are not on the air yet. No. <laughs> Actually, uh, we should kind of. There's there's ten of us in here. We should kind of run through what everyone did this week. Kind of well, do a, a ten second. I, I did mine at the right, right at the get go. So right. Whoever'd like to go next, go ahead. Crafty, we saw you playing your MK2 finally. Yeah, I got I got it working. Uh, 
just tonight I got all the wiring, well, some temporary wiring going, so uh, it's kind of a rat's nest right now in the back, but um, yeah, I got the monitor going. Um, I figured out that foldover. I was telling Andrew earlier about I had a, a foldover issue where it turned out to be the 50-60 pot uh, between 50 and 60 hertz. It was just kind of cranked towards, I guess, the other way, so... When I, when I did my vertical size to fill the screen, I would get foldover on the bottom. I just adjusted that pot a little bit, my foldover went away, and now I can get my V-size to fill the screen, and it looks great. Wow, you got lucky. No, so, no transistors or anything, or ICs to replace. No, I think it was just that um, that pot was just a little bit out of adjustment, maybe just for this game. or Actually, my TPG was doing the same thing, so I think it was just out of adjustment. Mm. Did you clean it or just adjusted it? I just adjusted it. It's just a little pot behind the H position, uh, the H uh, side, H hole pot on the seventy-one ninety-three Wells Gardner chassis. Who are you calling an H hole? <laughs> H hole. Yeah, let's keep it clean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there could be children watching this. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, bed. Do you want to fire up your camera and show it to us again, or? Oh, I can. I can a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the back now. I'm kind of. Messing around with the wiring, but this thing is cavernous. He's naked too. You no, know, it's like uh, you could live inside these MK cabinets. They're so big. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're the size of like a TMT, like a Konami cabinet. Yeah, it's a well, small. You, you see a lot of conversions because of that. They're uh, deeper, not wider. Right. Right. Yeah, they're deep, but uh. They're presenting you. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just turned my camera off. I yeah, turn, turn that shit back on. Um, but the thing I had fun with, and maybe it's hard, yeah, you can kind of, well, this is going to be like weird show and tell, but, uh, let me see where that is. Well, the frame on this, like uh, on dial-up. <laughs> frame. <laughs> it's yeah. like transported me back like 16, 17 Yeah, there years. you can see it. So this is the original mounting hole on the rail for the 7190, not for the tube I had, which came out of a Neo Geo. And um, it's like 17 and three quarter inches wide, so that's the original hole, and that's where the mounting bracket is, the mounting post. So I had to drill new holes on these rails to get to get it to mount in this cab. That's really strange. This is a cool vantage point. It's like we are in the cabinet. <laughs> we are in the cabinet. <laughs> I thought all that stuff was standardized. I yeah. thought it was too. I mean, 19 and something inches, but th this is where that hole was, and on the other side. Can't see it, but it's the same thing. So it's like there's no way it was going to fit on the standard post. Uh, so I had to get out some motor oil, motor oil, and my good oil, uh, metal cutting bits. And uh, those—that's pretty hard steel. But it, you know, after a little bit of smoke, it went through there. You know, I'm kind of wondering if you have them in the wrong way. No, I, I did. This was the absolute uh, minimum distance that they could be rotated to make it fit. No, I mean the brackets being in the wrong places. That that's what I mean. Because this was actually the there was no way to make the distance shorter by rotating the brackets. That's really yeah. odd. I've I've put many monitors in those style cabs. I've never ever had that problem. Well this this tube came out of a Neo Geo. It was a twenty five inch that was paired with a Cunic uh, chassis. So I have no idea, you know, if they use different mounting rails. But you measure the holes on these mounting rails, they're they're not standard. They're 17 and something inches. Hmm. They're like 17 and three-quarter inches apart. And they, weren't, they weren't supposed to be mounted like on the sides or something maybe? 
No, the, the actual holes are 17 and 3 quarter inches apart. So unless you have a di totally different mounting bracket scheme inside the cab, um, you have to redrill the holes. So I, I've, I've never seen the inside of a Neo Geo that had these, so it might have had different mounting brackets. Well, I was just wondering if those brackets are supposed to go up the sides of the tube, not along the top and bottom. No, they're, no, they're, no that's they're, what they're supposed to be. That's possible. Yeah. I don't know. But that that's the way they were installed is on the top and the bottom. So, I mean, that's the only place it would really go. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it was a weird oddity. Uh, yeah, but I fixed it. It's still yeah. flush with the... It looks the, nice. Um, yeah, it does look nice. The, the monitor bezel all sits flush with the uh, face of the tube and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Everything everything fits great. Like, it was, like it's in the exact position it's supposed to be in. Right. Fuck it. Who gives a shit, then? Nothing. Um, it's just that those stupid brackets gave me a hard time, and then I, I was taking a bracket off a different monitor, which had slightly different screws, and then I got the screws mixed up, so I ended up pulling one of the nuts off of the mounting rails. I mean, they're, they're round nuts. I don't know how they put them on there, maybe with, like, a pneumatic drill or something, but, uh, so I had to use, um, some, like, flange locker, locking nuts to, to lock that one down, because... It's these little nuts right here. They're they're actually you think they're a part of the frame, but they're really just twisted in there so hard that they're not welded or anything, so they can come out. So I actually pulled one of those these back nuts off. So I had to improvise with one of my own. Yeah, that's kind of odd, you know. Yeah, it's it's really strange. I mean, I I tried every which way to try to rationalize how. Those could be 17 and three quarter inches apart and somehow mount, but no, <laughs> there's there's no way, not in this cab. So, well, what about the mounting holes on your D9200? They're also 19, and I think it's 19 and five eighths or something like that. Whatever it is, that all of my other monitors have the exact same distance, right? Except for this one, and like I said, these rails are like. You know, they could have come from anywhere. So, I mean, they could be special rails that were used just to mount this monitor in whatever cab it came out of. Um, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but... Well, it looks very clean in there. Yeah. Yeah, well, Andrew actually did uh, all the vacuuming and cleaning of this thing before I got it, so... Yeah, that was that was actually my old main cabinet. That uh, crafty... I got it. When I got it, it was a uh, Surf Planet. Look at oh. that nice, nice, clean floor down there. It's nice yeah. and you know, clean. Where are you gonna Where are you gonna mount that PCB that's down there? Oh. Well, it'll get mounted on that side panel somewhere. Oh, okay. Is that, a, is that the midway sticker on the on the other side of the camera? Yeah, still has still has the original sticker and still has the original yeah. serial number on it. Sweet. It's interesting that they put it inside like that. Yep. Original. Oh, guys, I'm gonna disconnect. Let Steve join. Okay. I'll watch you on YouTube. All right, Mike. Yeah, um, how high are the you got that chassis off of that pan in there? It looks awful close. Yeah, you don't have standoffs on that, do you? Yeah, there's standoffs on there. That's because the frame that this frame right here is the uh, frame from the Kunick chassis I had. Because when I got the 7193 chassis, I mean, I didn't have a frame with it. So I just borrowed this and uh, you know got some standoffs in there. So there, there's clearance. I mean, I double checked. Okay, so it looks like it's, there was a thread on Caleb a long time ago where this dude was trying to put his uh, a monitor in a cocktail. I think it was a cocktail. And he, somehow or another, is like, yeah, the monitor doesn't work. And, you know, I put this rebuilt chassis in and it worked when, before I put it in there. And I 
he put it in there and he had it just kind of hovering. And then I was the first one to make a comment. Well, do you have that thing not sitting on the pan? Right. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you're right. I took it off the pan and it worked. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, that. I don't know <laughs> if you can. Uh, I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> Get way up there. Yeah, well, anyway, I've got little standoffs, which are basically screw heads with hot glue on top of them. <laughs> hey, it works. I, I usually cut up a big pen. That's what I cut up. So. Oh, that's a good idea, too. I should have... Yeah, I have, some, I have some plastic ones somewhere. I just have to find them. Yeah, just old standard, you know, plain Jane, you know, bendable yeah. big pen. You just, just cut them up in half inch or three quarter or whatever, you know, lengths you need. That's the most fantastic idea I've ever heard of. I just did it on a tube swap that I'm waiting for to go on a service call. <laughs> I used a Matsushita frame. <laughs> and did a tube swap with a K7, K7 for him, so I just did I, it. I see Steve's in here. How's oh, yeah. it going? Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Got a Steve camera has a camera. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, we're just a couple months away, Steve. <laughs> what's up, guys? Hey, what's going Steve, on? Steve, I'm so sad that that super punch out fell through. Yeah, I know it sucks. It was uh, we were close too. We were like, I don't know, 24 hours later, we would have had a deal, but uh, somebody else came in. I think he was a local guy that bought it, so sure, that was pretty sure. much it. Uh, can I ask, like, what what uh, what was the negotiated price? Like, were you guys happy with where it was yeah. going? Yeah, I mean, I was, he was, I don't think I was like 200 bucks less than where he wanted to be. Oh, that's and pretty good. I told him that, uh, you know, I PM'd him back and said, uh, yeah, you know what, let's do it. And he's like, ah, you know, I sold to a local guy last night, and that was it. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> I keep bumping that thread. I'm like, I'm just hoping. I'm like, <laughs> we're talking about Steve from Grinkers. I don't, it's not for me. You have one, right? No, I don't. I, I just uh, I wish. Um, Did you I'm ever have one? No, I've never had one. I just I just play the shit out of everyone else's. <laughs> so I, I had one about a year and a half ago. Super clean. I mean, it looked home use only, except for both monitors had about one inch vertical collapse, like at the top the top part. Sure. And I, it's just not a game for me. And uh, I wound up selling the freaking thing for like six fifty. I, you know, in retro, oh. <laughs> hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But, like, after I played the shit out of it at Sean's house, I, I didn't have the cash. And then I found out, you know, like a week later that he sold it for, like, 900 bucks or whatever. And I was just kicking myself. I'm like, why didn't, you idiot, why don't you just sell, like, a game or something like that so you could, you know, a couple games or whatever and just buy that one? Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a regular punch-out, which is still tons of fun. Uh, I think Super Punch-Out's more fun because the characters are even more bogus and um, it's I used to enjoy watching fast. people play it back in the day. I just I just always sucked at any fighting games. So yeah. <laughs> well, and, well and super punch out. Too, aren't they? Yeah, well you've got you can you can pull the duck so there's yeah. a duck motion in there. Yeah. But um like super punch or not regular punch out, there are patterns and people can marathon it. I've never heard of anyone marathoning super punch out. Um, like regular punch out, I can get to like the fourth round of guys, no problem. Super punch out, it's hit or miss if I'll get through the second or third. Like it, the characters get stupid hard. 
really fast, and it's really tough to predict their patterns later on. But I don't know. I think it's more addicting. Was this paranormal activity? <laughs> uh, that, that's just Dave from Buffalo. <laughs> uh, any, anyways, uh, not to derail the. Oh, don't show me that shit. <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, Steve. Now that you're in here, we we're just kind of doing kind of like a 10-second spotlight, like whatever everyone did in the last week or so. So I guess uh, Orange Whip already gave his. I don't know if he wants to say it again. Otherwise, Andrew, I guess, is up next. I, I would have nominate. One, one quick thing to say, though. But just no, please. Aaron, you're done. Uh, I was just say, I got, You're way beyond your 10 seconds. I have the Excite Bike high score save bombs that oh, yeah, and I I just I just need to burn them and try them out. I tried them with Super Mario Brothers and I wouldn't boot and Matt pretty pretty sure it wouldn't work with Super Mario Brothers because they both share the same CMOS or you know the non-volatile RAM. So I need to try it with another board, but. Uh, so I'm testing that, and a couple other guys are too. So hopefully soon uh, he'll have that worked up, and uh, it'll be on, released on Clop at some point. Didn't he, wasn't he having a problem with the uh, picking the wrong PPU to build that for? Yeah, he built it for the 04, the the 04 instead of the 03, but um, he's going to go back and, and fix it to work with the 03. So you'll be able to try it and see how it works, but the, the colors are going to all be jacked up, right? Yeah, or I can pull the PPU off my Super Mario Brothers and oh, use it on. Right, yeah, it that yeah. way. And I did get my my O2 today, uh, so I'm gonna put that on my uh, Top Gun daughter board, reprogram it, and see if I can get Castlevania to work. Hell yeah! Did uh, did Tom Nutter Pac-Man give you that one in or send it to well, that one? Well, he ended up deciding to keep his. What? Uh, well, he PM'd me and said, "Hey, I've got this. Uh, I think I've got this. Would you want it?" I was like, "Yeah." And then he PM'd me back a couple days later. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to make Wrecking Crew out of it or something. What the shit? <laughs> not even that great of a game. So, anyway, that that was just my little tidbit, so I'm done. Wait, no, 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 Crafty, you've got another pickup in there. <laughs> oh, wait, I totally forgot about that. So another fucking game this week. <laughs> so, John... Well, what so am I doing your fucking spotlight for you? So, Exidy, uh, Exidy <laughs> called me. Uh, I should go into the garage oh, for this. Oh, he got a wacko. No, no, not a wacko. No, because Andrew would have it if he got a wacko. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually got a wacko in a forgotten world. So don't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> and just like that, Aaron's kicked out of the chat. So. I don't even want those games, but I think I'm just gonna keep them. You know. <laughs> you have like 14 or 15 of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> speaking of just a side thing, speaking of Forgotten Worlds, are you guys on the Facebook group, the uh, Arcade Collectors Worldwide? No. 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 Some, some guy just posted today hit, uh, two Forgotten Worlds beside each other. He just got a second one. Yeah. <laughs> and all I thought about was Andrew. Okay, so we're in the garage now. Uh, well, you don't know that, but I'll turn the camera on so you do. Sure, we do. It's echoing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll present so, you. Uh, so John called me about uh, his scramble. It's hard to see that, but uh, Exidy called me about his scramble, which is, uh, I've, you know, I played on it a couple times, and it was in really nice shape, and said, hey, are you interested in this? Because he knew I liked the game. He's, he was paring down a little bit. He has to make some room in his basement. So uh, I said, yeah, bring it on over. So he did. 
So yeah, that was my pickup earlier this week. Was this nice scramble with the stenciled side art? Sweet. You know, the nice stuff instead of the stern logo and. What I'm hearing is I need to call Exidy and see if he's got anything for sale. <laughs> I wonder if he has a super punch out. Ask for the uh, John discount. There, there, is, there is no bro price. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the bezel on his is in great shape. I mean, I've looked for a bezel like this because I have, like, the marquee already because I was looking for a stern cab as a project. Um, and so I was collecting parts. But his bezel was just, like, perfect. I mean, there's no, uh, nothing's chipped out of it. You know, there's no miss. And I love this bezel. It's probably my favorite bezel because, you know, it's got that alien chick. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, you know, the yeah. alien chick, she's, like, uh, she's either, like, talking to this microphone or blowing this alien. You know, <laughs> you know and the weird, like, uh, green uh, lizard dude with the gun. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it reminds me a lot of kind of a pinball feel, but still it's a vid and it's got crazy art. So I've always loved the cabinet and the art and the game, too. I like the game. So I'm going to put uh, Super Cobra in here on a switcher with uh, Scramble and run them both. It's so, it's weird because I I have a I have a scramble cocktail and it's so much more plain than that. Yeah. Right. Oh, just a, a lot it. of cocktails are that way though. It's I, that looks way better. I, I I would like my scramble if it was looked like that. <laughs> so uh, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong here, but um, isn't scramble wasn't that one of the ones that was like one of the most hacked boards back in the day? Because there was something to do with the security chips on it. That it was it was easy for developers to do ROM swaps and turn them into all kinds of games. Yeah, I, it's I been I read that a lot of stuff. Um, I think someone even managed to hack it into like Frogger because yeah, it's basically the same Konami kind of uh, third, you know layout and design and yeah. So I know like uh, you can swap them into things like what is it Lost Tomb? Is that a Stern game? I think it is. Um, but I thought there was something to do with because it was you know so early on that they didn't they overlooked something to do with you know security chips or something that all these other developers could in, instead of you know starting from scratch developing a whole new circuit board they just take the scramble board and you know do the modifications to make their own games. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do. I I remember something like that, but I don't remember the specifics. Because um, yeah. at one point, I did look into like what can you convert Scramble to? Because I have three or four of the Scramble boards. Yeah, you can uh, almost convert it into the end. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's right. That's a weird game. That was on the sixteen one. I need one of those boards. Anybody got one? Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I got a cocktail. Uh, I'll find one and then we can trade for some uh, CPUs for versus games. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Andrew, here you go. Gonna break my heart. Oh, the the oh, double yeah. forgotten world. <laughs> the, the double bitch slap. <laughs> the correct spinners wow. on it too. Wow. The first one looks fantastic. Yeah, I think the one on the right, he just he just picked the one on the right up, I think. So there's his name. He's in Brooklyn, New York. So, I, I think I'll, I think I'll pick one you. up and I'll convert it to Toki. <laughs> Toki's a great game, by the way. I love that game. Hells, yeah. I'm so excited that I, I have the board thanks to, yeah, thanks to Orange Whip. Yeah, I love that game. And it's hard. It's it's such a yeah, fun platform. Yeah, of the oddball JAMA, you know, eight-way, two-button games, Toki and Rastin are probably my top two. Nice. I love to hear that. Yeah. 
Well, that Andrew's got a pickup he can talk about. Speaking of Raston and Tato. Well, that's oh, cool. yeah, that's an interesting segue there, Chris. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> so, um, what I do? Yeah, so I I had a pickup this week. I picked up a nine hundred and fifty dollars Shinobi. <laughs> Yikes! Awesome. <laughs> right, Did it come good. with uh, eight hundred fifty dollars in quarters in it? <laughs> <laughs> One would hope, right? Three Chinese <laughs> stars. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, the angles would be kind of tricky to get on this thing to actually appreciate what it is. But, uh, yeah, there's the Shinobi. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah. So what was exciting about it was obviously not that it was a Shinobi, but it is a... Oh, that's a title cab, all right. Title cabinet. Mm-hmm. Is this just painted over black? It's what? well. So I've done a little bit of uh, digging around in it. Actually, just cracked it open tonight. So this is actually a ten-yard fight. Yeah. Did they make a dedicated ten-yard fight cabinet? It is a dedicated ten-yard fight cabinet. It has, still has the original um, dip switch settings sheet on the back door. Wow. And actually, we found when I got it open. These are probably going to show up like crap. But these are like uh, operator notes for both 10-yard fight and Shinobi, including uh, number of plays and dates, sort of. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They were sitting in the bottom, and that's kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was the first indication it was a 10-yard fight. And the second one, uh, when I finally got the back, I was able to reach in, because I didn't have the back, the, the back door key, so I was able to reach in underneath and then get at the, uh, the lock and unscrew the uh, cam on it. So I was able to get it out and then pop the back door open. And then sure enough, yeah, 10-yard fight. So a 10-yard fight actually doesn't have the um, the Tato side art, the classic Tato side art on it. Really? They're painted black and they have sticker side art on them. Oh, dude, that's sick. That's perfect for you. Well, so that's, that's the thing, right? So uh, yeah, so you guys can probably see where I'm going with this. Actually, the other thing that was kind of exciting about it, and what actually picked me up when I when I saw the picture on Craigslist, what what attracted me the most to it, the badge. That's cool. The, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, awesome. Raise, raise letter coin door on it. Nice, Sweet, dude. Which is uh, so yeah. So let's see. Back to the story. So the dude was asking seven. Oh no, sorry, uh, nine fifty for it. And I just sent him an email. And I was like, well, so if you'd be interested in in hearing an offer on it, or you know, you know someone making a, a cash offer for this, I, you know, I'd like to come take a look at the cabinet. He emails me back, and he's two blocks away from me. Oh my god! Oh, oh, man. Literally, <laughs> like from my block, kitty corner, the next block over. Jeez. <laughs> and so I, I go in there. A buddy of mine is um, out here visiting, and uh, he and I went over there. It's in the basement of this place. And I, I go kind of like looking at it, and it's like clearly I was like, well, he's like, oh, it's an original, sh uh, you know, uh, Shinobi, and you know, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> did you rip on my new asshole? Sega right here. I'm pretty sure Sega. Wasn't made by Taito. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I just, uh, you know, did the the, the, the classic usual thing. Uh, you know, hey, it's not original. 
you know, I, I he didn't have the key to the back door, so I cracked open the the front door, and there's like some hacked wiring in the in the coin door. So I'm just like, you know, uh, Shinobi. It's like you know, maybe a fifty dollar board, and the cabinet. You know, the the bottom does have some. It's a bit rough on the bottom, so let me show you that. Uh, it's gonna need some some work here. Yeah, Dude, that's, you know, that's a different base than Tato's I'm used to seeing. It is. Well, ten yard fight. Is strange because it, it normally yeah like like zookeeper and, and yeah they go it's straight kind of like Donkey Kong where it has the yeah. instant is pop, it right? is it missing leg levelers it looks like it's sitting just flat it is sitting flat and I think uh, I'm gonna build a base for it either way but uh, yeah it's definitely sitting flat which is the reason why I think it's been roughed up right on the bottom it's all been dragged around a lot in its life so you know I'm probably gonna honestly have to cut off probably the bottom you know chunk of the cabinet. And, and just replace that with fresh wood, and that'll be a fun project. But, yeah, so, you know, it's like, you know, dude, the cabinet's a bit rough. It's not the original game that was in it. I don't know what's in it. You don't have the you don't have the key to the back door, so we can't even, like, open it up and find out what's inside of it. Right. It could be Shinobi, but those are also bootleggable boards, so it may not even be an original Shinobi board. So I was like, right. in this case scenario, it's like, it's a $50 board, maybe a $10 marquee. I'll give you 100 bucks for it. Nice. Sounds all right. <laughs> well, negotiating, that's a, yeah, that's a good starting. Right? So, so, the, so the guy, he wouldn't take 100. He's like, well, well, how about 200? And I was like, you know, honestly, like, you got my number. Call me back. He's like, well, you know, like for, for less than 200 bucks, I'm just going to keep it here and I'll play it myself. And I was like, you, you know, I, I totally respect that. That's fine. You've got my number. Give me a call back if uh, you decide to get rid of it. You know, if it's you're sick of seeing it, it's in your way, whatever. I'll just I'll just take it off your hands for you. He was like, "Well, can you do any better than 100?" And I was like, "I'll give you 110." <laughs> oh, that's some hardcore negotiating. I respect that. Yeah. And he said, "Sold." For ten, for ten bucks. <laughs> Damn it! Boy, I, was, really... I was totally gonna call that guy today too. You really twisted his arm. Holy shit. So that was what, 950 originally, you said? 950 yeah. is what he was asking for. <laughs> Got him down to 110. A 9 to 1 ratio. And most of the time, if, if somebody has a price like that, it just seems like a, a lost cause. They're right. so far off of what yeah. I would be at. I wouldn't even try, but I guess you got lucky. You made it right, happen. Like the, the, the fact that it was like so close to the house, you know, and yeah. it was like, you know what, yeah, it's, it's worth it to just take a trip over there on my lunch break and ask him, you know, and take a look at the cabinet and see where it's at. Because what That's, happens for me locally is we there's like three or four of us local guys that are always watching Craigslist and, and games, and they'll start out high. They're asking six, seven hundred dollars and like, come on, man, it's, it's a $200 machine. Right. So we just wait it out. <laughs> but then it creeps down. You know, over a few weeks, it gets down to 400, 300, and then like, all right, who's going to jump on it? <laughs> right. And it always happens. It's one of the four of us gets it, you know. <laughs> my, my problem is I always try negotiating on the deals that are, that are already good deals, and I don't even know it. Uh, <laughs> ah, like right. like the, Sh the Cheyenne that I got was like in – it's almost in mint shape. It's been in, wow. It was in this lady's basement – for like 30 years, and um, and I'm not even gonna probably replace the vinyl on it. 
and I go over to her place, and all these dudes in Minnesota have already tried to jump on it, and for some reason I got lucky and she just responded to me, and I go over there, and she wants 200 bucks for it, and the game works. Wow. And, like, and, and in my head, like, I didn't know what, what those were actually going for on Clop, so I'm like, well, you take, you know, like 100 bucks for it. She's like, nah, 200. And I'm like, going back and forth, I'm like trying to think, ah, do I really want to spend $200 on this? And, and I ended up going with it, and all these guys are like, what the fuck? I, I would have jumped on for 600 bucks and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, working for sure, man. That's <laughs> a good point. Like, I should mention, it, Shinobi does work. Okay, so they showed it to you working when you went to look at it? Yeah, I played it. Well, actually, no, I don't know if I played it. What kind of monitor's in that? It's a, all right, so actually, that's a great question. Uh, it's a Hantrax. Ooh. Oh, okay. So, Polo? Well, presumably, it's a... It's a You're probably a 900E. Were they were they making monitors for Tato back in the day? Handrax has been around that long. The, the 900E was back was made back then. Okay, because like it has you can you can see a little bit of the uh, ten yard fight burn in it. It's got eighty thousand plays on it. Um, and based on at least the the paperwork that we found in it, most of those are Shinobi. <laughs> not <laughs> not a, probably a big surprise there. Sure. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's uh, it's up, it's fully working. But yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I I, I wasn't aware. I I didn't know the hand tracks was around that long. I guess yeah. I didn't either. Yeah, they were a contender, not a big one, but they were out there, mostly in Europe, I think. Hmm. All right, well, so it's an Italian company. Ah, oh, gotcha. All well, right. here's the question. Here's the question. What are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna keep it a Shinobi or make it a ten yard fight? No, so Shinobi is definitely on the sh of the chopping block. I have no desire to have a Shinobi, but I'm also in like one of those awkward places where I don't really want a ten yard fight either. Oh come on, ten yard fight's a great game. I would I would love to have a ten yard fight. It's gonna become a Rastin. Well then come on, come on, over, come on by the place over here. I've got a ten yard fight cocktail in in a ten yard fight cocktail out of a converted DK and an upright like he's got. <laughs> if, if only you weren't so far away, brother. I'm telling you. <laughs> so I'm gonna do right by it from a Tato perspective, and of course Jim got it right. Um, so it's been converted. It's actually pretty well hacked inside uh, the Sega. That's a totally different system, even than the uh, the Taito. So it's I'm gonna rewire the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to wire it JAMA so I can put Rast in it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Because hey, I've got a uh, 34. I've got a um, a 10 yard fight in a Jungle King cabinet that I'm going to be putting back to a Jungle King. So if you want, I've got essentially a full 10 yard fight kit, control panel, marquee, PCB, uh, bezel. Uh, so if you change your mind, let me know. I think I I might be interested in that now that you're talking about it. Do you have a Do you have a cab? I I, I picked one up tonight that I, I could maybe make into a ten yard fight. That's for sure. Oh, we've got some wheeling and dealing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 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 I actually I kind of knew that, that Brad wasn't getting shit for this because I've been so vocal about it in the past. But no, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. So I am. Not preserving the game, I will be converting it to a game that was not originally. 
Well, Dude, it's last thing perfect really candidate for it, though. You've got a legit title cabinet that you're playing Rastan into that's a kit game. And there were never, yeah, exactly. There never was dedicated. You know, it's a it's originally a title game. So it's like, that's like, admittedly, like, I think a perfect cabinet for Rastan would probably actually be the later title cabinet, like the uh, Double Dragon. Sure. I was just going to say that, yeah. Um, just for the era and, like, when it came from. But Dude, I, I love that. the profile of that cabinet, though. Exactly. I love these fucking cabinets. It, it reminds me a lot of a Rockola cabinet, except uh, except that it's got the the curvature, you know, going down from the marquee. Right. And it's just, it's a small, slick cabinet. I love the angle of the monitor. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, do you know if uh, the new uh, multi, the multi is going to uh, be JAMA? The like, multi from, from J-Rock? Yeah, the, the kicks... Um, yeah, I'm sure that'll be Gamma. Yeah. Well, it's kick Zookeeper. You could yeah. put that on a Switch or something. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. But, like, I think as far as, like, artwork and how I'm going to treat the cabinet, I'm going uh, to go ahead and go uh, custom Rastin art with it. So, uh, you know how, uh, you know, uh, Taito does always, does their, uh, their standard stencils for the sides? So I'm going to do custom Rastin colors that don't exist for any other uh, Taito title. And then he's going to do some diamond plate and um, and Griffin-ish Say Taito title three times fast. <laughs> you can get glowing tea Tito. for it, too. Tito. No, and, uh, no, glowing tea morning. So admittedly, it's, yeah, it is going to be it is going to be jamatized, but like I'm already pulling it back from a Sega-gutted cabinet anyway. So I... I and I'm gonna be doing all the woodwork. So you know, if someone gets it at some point, or I sell it on at some point, and someone wants to convert it back into a ten yard, I'm gonna take them like eight tenths of the way there. Right. All they have to do is like repaint the cabinet black, because that's all it is from the factory, and put the side art on it. Yeah, that's stupid easy. Yeah, stupid easy. So and well, and then they'll have to deal with the fact they'll have to rewire it for for Taito and all the rest of that stuff. But I'm not doing any additional damage to it. Right. And in fact, I'm doing a lot of stuff that's going to bring it back to the point where someone could take it back if they really wanted to. Well, Rastin's like your game too, isn't it? That's yeah. that's the kind of the deal, yeah, Steve. So yeah. like that's like one of the two. That one in Forgotten Worlds, the other one we were talking about. Uh, yeah, those are like the two fucking games I'm actually pretty good at. <laughs> right. So having a dedicated one for me is kind of a big deal. Well, that's kind of. I mean, what you're doing is less obstructive. Uh, than even my Arkanoid because my Arkanoid Revenge of Doe, I bought the cabinet on Craigslist for 50 bucks. It was a painted black Pac-Man cabinet that had been converted to... God, I can't even remember the game. Some weird driving game that... Uh, um, it was kind of like Bump and Jump. It was some... God, I can't remember the name of it. But I basically converted... or gutted that whole thing, and there was no remains of the original Pac-Man stencil, nothing underneath it, and, and so it was a perfect candidate for Arkanoid, because honestly, I think that's one of the best looking games in a Pac-Man cabinet uh, when you talk about the conversions, just with the profile, and, and it sits low, kind of like your, your uh, title cabinet. Right. Well, there were specific Arkanoid kits for the Pac-Man cabinets, weren't there? There, yeah. there were. There were most of the. If you look at the marquees out there, a lot of them are sized just specifically for that cabinet, yeah. as well as the bezel. So, it was kind yeah. of a no-brainer for me. It's like all my um, Ballysante mini golfs. I've got like two or three of them. They're all in Miss Pac-Man cabs. Yeah. It's just the, those kits were made for those because there's so many cabinets, right? Right. 
Right. Right. That's like the most common cabinet ever. But, yeah. I mean, Andrew, honestly, I, I'm totally with you. I, uh, if there's going to be a title cabinet that you're going to use for Rastan, uh, and that's a kit game, that I think that's perfect, especially since yeah. originally that was black. You're not damaging anything. You, you're not offending anyone. Right. No, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I understand, and I, I respect the whole restoration thing. But, again, like, I'm bringing this cabinet to the point where it's, like, it could be converted back. I'll, I'm going to leave, like, the 10-yard fight stuff stapled to the back door. You know, I'm not going to do anything bad to the cabinet. Everything I'm going to do to the cabinet is going to be good stuff. You're, you're not putting uh, Fix-It Felix in a Mario Brothers wide body and then putting Mario Brothers wide body in a Donkey Kong. and right. <laughs> Ripping out all the internals and then parting that shit out or anything like that. Well, you also got to think about Rastin's a lot more correct than Shinobi. Right, yeah, that's a good hell, point. Hell yeah. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. I need another beer. What about the uh, the five people in the world that like Shinobi? They can have. They can buy this board for me. Working. And a ten dollar marquee. Yeah. So if I if I sell the board for fifty bucks and maybe the marquee, you know, throw that in there with it, like that, that's half of what I paid for the cab anyway. Yeah. How's the control panel on that thing? Do you need to patch some holes or drill more holes or? It, it has an extra hole in it. Because they they drilled uh, so ten yard fight has um, the two top buttons. Sorry, I can pan over here. So ten yard fight has. Let's see if that actually will show up. Uh, so ten yard fight has these two buttons, and then the joystick, of course. And this is the wrong joystick. It's not a Wicko, so I've got a Wicko that I'll replace with it. They drilled the uh, Ninja Magic button. Nice. Um, and frankly, the control panel—it's a conversion panel, so everything's stickers. Uh, and they put plexi over the top of it. I'm gonna probably take uh, Takeman or someone. Someone on Clav is doing Repro um, Classic Taito. Yeah, it's like Joseph '77 or something. Yeah, there we go. So someone's yeah. So he's he's reproduced the the uh, the CPO or uh, the control panel. So I'm gonna probably just buy a Repro from him. And um, yeah, transfer everything. Well, build a control panel for it. And I've uh, already ordered uh, the CPO from from Rich for Raston. Sweet. And then I've got a I've got a bezel and a marquee for it. Unfortunately, they don't quite fit right. So I may have to deal with recreating some artwork for it. If you want to go totally original, Lisa, from what I know, my ten yard fight actually had a forty nine hundred in it. And I'd probably be happier with a 4900 than what's in there right now. I can almost bet you you will. Uh, yeah. I definitely don't have any other... Actually, I, I did have a 25-inch uh, Antrax that I sold to, or gave to Crafty or sold to Crafty or however that worked. But, uh, yeah, everything else I've got, yeah, I don't, it's definitely the only monitor like that that I've got here. Yeah, I know mine was a 10-yard fight for a long time because it's got a heavy burn in it. Right. You can see all the yard lines, yeah. everything. <laughs> that that right-hand side just stays static like gauntlet. Yeah. So, yeah, you get that grid pattern on the side. Yep, that's what mine has. Big well, time. Yeah, you, know, you know, much like you, you say, I, I've got a, probably a Sanyo or, or two over on the shelf. I could probably pull that off and throw it in there. You, I actually, you might be have a little tricky, tricky time with that because um, the 4900 I had to take out of mine because it wasn't mine when I bought the cab. The guy needed the monitor back, which I didn't care due to the fact that I got him sitting around here like, you know, all over. But um, when we put the, I put a Geo 7 
tube in it that had bad pack burn in it just for as a placeholder in case I do put a Geo 7 in it. Yeah. But I had when we put it in the frame. Does that one have a wood or a metal frame holding the monitor to the to the cabinet? It has a metal frame. Okay, the wire metal frame. What we had to do was in order to get the Geo 7 in. We had to loosen the four screws that actually hold the frame to the tube, so they they moved around in order to get them to fit inside the um, um, metal frame that it bolts to, and then the um, the shelf mount part of the frame for the Geo Seven. Yeah. We we actually had to bend that up so it would clear the bolts. Oh wow to get it in there. So that one might be tricky to get a Sanyo in due to the fact on how it has to be horizontal right. and the bottom of the cage may not go past the bolt. So you'll have to do a little experiment with that. Yeah, that'll be, yeah, definitely experimentation. But yeah, an exciting product project I'll be tackling here someday. A new video series. It will be a new video series. Is that after your big blue one? But yeah, Big Blue, uh, all that stuff is done because, of course, Big Blue, is, you know, it's already been done taking the show. I was actually thinking about doing a, um, the next run on the, uh, I think I talked about it last week, the next run on the uh, Judge Dredd. You're not going to do a, a Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo uh, gameplay video? Uh, maybe if I can get Mike to come back here and do it. <laughs> it. It would be horribly embarrassing for me like to clear like maybe two rounds. Oh, you can do it. I have faith. <laughs> So hey, thirty-four. Rastin was kit only. Is that correct? That's correct. Another another kit game. I think another kit only game that I'm actually looking for right now is uh, ER Kung Fu. That was kit only too, wasn't it? That's a good question. I, I don't know that I think one. So. Hmm. ER Kung Fu is a great game. I, I really I remember playing that game back in the day. Uh, you've got like. Um, I don't know, it's kind of like um, uh, Karate Champ, but you're, the characters are a lot smaller, so it's like instead of being uh, two inches tall, they're like maybe an inch tall, and, you're, and your dude can like jump like all the way across the screen. And so you I was like just going to say, can't they, yeah, that's it's what I remember. Game. But I think hey, it's kit only. Hey, Steve, I have a Yair Kung Fu board set. I want well. I want to know what what would be the best cab for that. Who who made that game? Konami. So what would be a what would be the most correct cab for that game? What year? Eighty five. Oh Jesus. When did uh when did Contra come out? Is that I mean, like? It's probably just... eighty five too. But that that's so a vertical was, game though, isn't uh, isn't mm -hmm. year year is a um, horizontal game? Yeah, I think yeah. So. yeah year is, is definitely horizontal. Right. Hey, there you go. That looks like uh, like a Toki cabinet. Actually, it's got the same. <laughs> that first picture's got the same bezel or a similar bezel. Just generic. I remember this game for the Commodore sixty four. <laughs> fun game. They had it. Uh, they actually had it at Disneyland, like, I don't know, four years ago. Um, there's a, an arcade at Disneyland uh, called Starcade, and it went, you know, they took all the games out in the early 90s, 
but about four years ago, they put a whole bunch of classics back in there, which was awesome. And I went down there, and uh, they had a ER Kung Fu. I played it. I was like, oh, man, i got to find one of these. And theirs was clean, too. It was a conversion, obviously, but it looked it looked legit. And that's what I'd like to find is a, a legit-looking ER Kung Fu. I, I, that's uh, definitely high on my list right now. I took videos uh, and pictures of all the games that were in there a couple of years ago when they brought all the retro stuff back. Did did that kid have a side art set? I don't, there's no pictures of sides of the cabinet. I don't see that either. But there's two different bezel or uh, marquees in that in that clove uh, posting. It, there's a blue one and there's a, a white one. It looked like. Yeah, all I'm seeing when I search for it, all I'm seeing is uh, marquees. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Tiger Claw. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steve, didn't you get... You have an eyes, don't you? Rakul eyes? I thought you got that one. Eyes is... uh, um, on the floor right now, actually. So it'll you gotta be update your site. Yeah, you, you got to update your site. <laughs> oh no, I think that might be in the tournament. No, no. I hope it is. Someone's gonna crush my score. I know some some world record holder, but I would love that if it was if that was in the tournament. But I'm sure John and those guys will decide differently. Well, Fett might want it in there. Mm. That's true. So, so Steve, you've you've uh, you've changed up games a fair bit. So you you yeah. sold the uh, space harrier. Yep, we sold the space harrier, and we've got a uh, um, in the same spot. We put a um, a hang on, which is cool. I love the hang ons a lot earlier, and the gameplay is the space harrier gameplay is kind of frenetic and and just crazy. Uh, hard to kind of figure what's going on, but the hang-on game is just very simple and clean. It's kind of like pole position, you know. It's is a, it is it a hang-on or a super hang-on? No, it's original hang-on. Okay, cool. I love yeah. hang-on. I love actually, I like both of them. They get a lot of hate. I don't know why. It's fun. I played it. It's like I don't know. I was. It's a. Uh, it's simple. You know, it's a it's pretty simple. game too. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. The control panel. Um, you have the the steering wheel, and then to the right of the steering wheel, the control panel is illuminated with like these red circles. And so when you're playing the game, it just feels I don't know. It's really cool. It's kind of even though it's a pretty simple sit-down design, it still feels immersive, uh, like like you're in a cockpit or something. So it's it's definitely a, a fun game. I, I think that was a good. A good upgrade for Crankers. Oh, absolutely! It's a. Nice. I think it's a pretty game. Like the, the I love the sprites and, and the uh, the scaling in it, and the music is good too. Yeah, it's a fun game. It is. Yeah, we changed up a lot of stuff. So I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna be doing a in the Grinkfest thread. I posted um, the first of like ten uh, games that I'll be announcing prior to Grinkfest. Um, the first one was, uh, what's it called, a Space Zap. 
Um, so we put Space App on the floor this past weekend. Um, you guys already know about the eyes. Uh, and there's a couple a couple big games coming too. A couple uh, just monster titles that you guys are going to be stoked about. I'm pretty excited. Sweet. All I know is that are you going to still have your Rastin? Uh, I'm going to take it. Rastin will be at Grinker's until October 7th, and then we put it back out on, on the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah, also going to have. Uh, he's going to have to punch one of the Rickonoid. I, I got I to gotta see if I can break a million on it for you. Nice. What did you do last time? Oh, like idiots, like a six. 670, something like that. It's crazy still. I, I, I have a, I, I got a million point game in me. If uh, if you somehow manage to get Super Punch Out and or Arkanoid, uh, I'm totally gonna get a world record. One of yeah, them. I, I looked up. Um, it wasn't a PM. It was an email exchange with that guy, and where we ended up. So from 20 minutes ago to now, I looked up the email, and where we ended up was. I had offered him twelve hundred bucks for a super punch out and a super Pac Man, um, which would have been a great deal. I still had to pay you know four fifty to ship him here, right. but I had offered him twelve hundred bucks. He came back and said fourteen hundred bucks for the super pack and the super punch out. Um, I I dropped the ball for twenty four hours and I emailed him back like the next day after, and he's like, oh nope, sorry, somebody bought him, and Shit. that was it. So. Sorry, dude. I was so close. Oh, man. No, well, I'm, I'm still plugging away. We'll see. All right. If you get one of those, I'll be super happy. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, there's, the, there's, I feel like there should be a better chance of you getting an Arkanoid Revenge of Doe over a Super Punch-Out at this point, but no one's been responding. It, it's just like, I, I'm almost better off just selling you mine. <laughs> but I don't want to do that because I love the game. <laughs> what cabinet is yours in? It's in a Pac-Man cab. Okay. Yeah. Which it, it looks great. I actually, when we move it, when me and my wife move, hopefully like next year, I wanna. Um, I, I've made a little list of little things I want to do to all my games, like of things that I want to repaint and stuff. And and with that cabinet, it's got the side art, which doesn't seem as common anymore, but. Um, I want to paint the, it's painted black and I want to paint it uh um like uh I want to color match the side art that that kind of uh well, what would that be like a cyanish sky blue Well it sounds like uh, Buffett's uh, desoldering something Somebody solder yeah, something no. <laughs> Yeah that's me Yeah <laughs> uh, Yeah I got paid for some parts so <laughs> I, I was like whoa what's going on <laughs> Yeah yeah. Well, we actually get a fair amount of requests for Arkanoid, so if I ever come across a clean one, you know, you make, I'd be yeah. And if you if you find, um, see, the nice thing about Revenge of Doe, other than that, it's a far better game than the original Arkanoid, is that um, it it's a JAMA board too. Why so, is it better? I I only played the original one. How's how's Revenge of Doe better? You get way more and better power ups. The sound is, I think, is a way, is a lot better. Like the, it, it sounds, it's like going from mono to stereo is is how I would call it. There's a lot more. It's a lot deeper audio. Like it's it's more um, compl. Uh, what's 
what's the right word? It it doesn't sound as 8-bit as the original Arkanoid. Was Revenge the the one on the later levels where the controls reverse, like on the last level or something like that? I've never made it to the last level, so I couldn't tell you. It's also JAMA, so that helps too. That's what yeah. I yeah. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. yeah. I just picked up one of those boards myself. And, I, I made it and there I ended up. I got my board for like forty bucks. I mean, like they were. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. They were pretty inexpensive. They're so, they're more than that nowadays, though. Yeah, everything is. I got oh. mine for a hundred bucks like two weeks ago. Okay. I think I got mine on eBay for forty. Uh, that but that was back in two thousand seven, maybe. You, I forget what I got any, mine for. Can you use any spinner with those, or does that have to be a certain type of spinner? Well, an optical spinner, but I... Just I any? I no, so. you have to have the Arkanoid spinner. Do you really? That, otherwise, yes. it's a different speed or stuff, right? Yes, that it, it's the gear ratio. Right. Yep. And is an Arkanoid okay in an Ar- uh, Revenge of Doe? Are they both the same? Yeah, you can use yeah. the same one. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'm good, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've still been... Well, I might actually uh, um, try to con Andrew into making me a CPO someday. (laughs) It won't be for a while. It's such a simple-looking thing, but I just want it to be... um, to look, you know, close enough to the original that it matches the marquee and stuff. It just bugs me, because I've got the, the original marquee, I've got the side art, I've got everything else but the CPO to match the whole kit. So I have this third-party CPO that, you know, it's that white one, third-party one that someone else designed. And it would look good if I had, you know, if I had everything else to match it, but I just, I don't like the way it looks. I think I have some sort of yellow one that I just picked up, like new old stock. Might be a Willis. That, that's the one with, like, the starburst on it, right? Yeah, I can still, I'll see if I can grab it. I'll see if I can grab it. Yeah, I don't know. Revenge of Doe is it's like if you go it's hard to come to to explain why it's so much better until you've played the original and you go to that one. But you get a lot more power-ups and there are a lot more bizarre power-up power-ups. And um the yeah, the music I think is way better. Your your CPO, it's like the the white with like kind of a grid on it kind of thing. It's um let me find a picture of it. Nice. Jim, here you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking that you had. Yeah, the Is this the original or is this a Willis? That's a Willis. Okay. That's still pretty I, badass. I got it for like five bucks, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I remember in the um, original Arkanoid, it's all about getting the laser. Uh, what's, uh, what is, what's like the number one thing you're shooting for in Revenge? Um, it depends on the stage. It really does. The um, the laser's only good on levels that don't have a lot of solid blocks that you can't break through. Um, they do have two... They have the, uh, a set of power-ups that are these flashy bricks that are random. And so you'll either get a constant laser where it's like your laser's on turbo all the time, or you'll get one that is... Um, like a super diverging regular ball, and it never it, it just never stops, and so you've got like a tons and tons of regular balls just going across the screen, or you'll get one that is the same thing, but it's um, 
it's the orange ball that plows through anything, whether it's solid or a regular breakable brick. So it'll just clear everything on the board. Does it destroy and, the solid brick? Yeah, yeah. Cool. It just explodes across the screen. It's really cool. The um, Once in a while you'll get... Um, but you can get a bad one, too. Like, if you get the... I think there's like four or five variations, but if you get one of them, it'll release more enemies from the top of the screen. So you'll get all these extra enemies, and, and it'll fuck you over. <laughs> so it's a gamble. But most of the time, it benefits you. Um, you'll also, like... So there's one level, I think it's level, if you go... So on... I, I can't remember. I don't think on regular Arkanoid, you can choose which path you want to take at the end of the level that you clear. But I, on I thought there was something where like you could go either left or right sometimes when you On Revenge of Doe you can. I don't think you can on regular. Okay. On Arcanoid you can get the level skip and it just goes to the next one. That's a power up off to the right. Yep. It's the it's the gray pill. But on Revenge of Doe at the end of the level you have a short amount of time where you can either move your Voss to the left or to the right and that uh, gives you a different level depending on which route you take. So there, there's a, um, there's that strategy too, but if you keep going right, if you go right on the fourth stage, the fifth level is just these single columns, and there's only like two bricks that you need to break in each column, but there's a bunch of enemies that sit at the top, and it's bowed like this, and if you get um, the the breaking the the split, that constant, it's the M power up and it's it basically it splits your ball in three to three balls but as long as you keep one ball in play it'll constantly split into three so if you can get one on top where those enemies are and as long as you keep one ball in play it'll keep splitting the three and you get massive amounts of points like the the world record is like 1.6 million and on that stage alone, I've gotten 800 to almost a million points all by itself. Oh you, can point, you can point press on that stage. And so my best games most of the time rely on how, if I get that right power-up on that stage. So there, there's strategies like that. But Is that Twin Galaxies or is that Arcade? Well, Twin, okay, that's on Arcade. Twin Galaxies has a 3 million world record, but that's on easy settings, and I play on normal, which is the default settings. For the longest time, I'm like, how the fuck did anyone get 3 million points? And then I realized, oh, it's on easy settings. Why would it be on easy? It's not even default. It's, Twin Galaxy settings are weird sometimes. It, doesn't make, it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because huh. I was getting like 1.2, 1.3 million scores, and I'm like, and I, I felt pretty good about that. And then I went on there, and I'm like, this makes no sense. How long does a million-point game take? Is it a 10-minute, 15-minute, half-hour? Um, I'd say I uh, I'd say 20 minutes to a half an hour. Right on. Yeah, so it's not a marathon type thing where you're playing for hours and hours. I, I, I had think a. Be, uh, I don't think it'd I be a bad a, uh, tournament uh, game. Yeah, it'd take too much time. It would be bad or wouldn't be bad? Um, I mean, for the average Joe, I don't think it would be bad. It's not like playing a Donkey Kong or something like that where someone's, you know, able yeah. to marathon it. Yeah. In 10th grade, I had to um, take summer school for Spanish, and 
I was at a different school, like a different high school. Uh, is where summer school was at. And there was this burger joint um, across the street from the high school. And this was right before I started driving. So my mom would drive like, I don't know, 40 minutes to drop me off at the school. And I'd walk into the school. And as soon as my mom drove away, I'd walk back out of back. I'd walk out of the school, across the street to the burger joint, and I'd play Arkanoid. And I played Arkanoid all summer long. That's all I did. And I had to take I had to take Spanish again a third time. My mom, my mom was so pissed off. <laughs> uh, Jim, click the link I posted in the chat. I I saw that. Yeah. But Let's it's so tiny. That image is so tiny. My my Arkanoid experience was uh, I was more like 21, and it was a bar that had a cocktail version of it. That's the first place I ever played it. And they had uh, you could buy Pabst Blue Ribbon beer, four dollars for a pitcher, <laughs> and they had uh, free popcorn. So they had like a popcorn machine that was like a few feet away from the, the cocktail arcade machine. So man, I just park my ass right there, just hammer the beers back, eating popcorn, playing Arkanoid. Great time, man. <laughs> Uh, yep. So let's let's uh let's keep the uh the ten the second going weekly update. <laughs> we we can't call it ten second. Uh, <laughs> we'll call we'll call it the twenty second. That's trademark. That's trademarked by Outsiders Inc. Yeah, there you go. So who else? Who else has got some updates? Brian, uh, you you got that yeah. that track and field? I know. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see. I I picked up a track and field. Uh. Really good deal, 95 bucks. Um, it's got the sticky button, but cleaned it up. It plays. It works. Um, I bought it non-working. All I had to do was attach the, uh, the AC into the power supply and uh, came right up. Nice. So that was that was a. It's always a win when it, it's a non-working game. Basically, just a fuse. <laughs> <laughs> I wish um, mine was that easy. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it needs, it needs a full restore, but it, it definitely works, so it's uh, it's cool. And then uh, tonight, I actually picked up a, a Twin Cobras. Oh, nice. Looks like it's probably, I, I posted a thread on Clove, and uh, some people said it's uh, definitely a Centuri cab, but a uh, guy wanted 250 for it, and I uh, paid 75 for it, so the working game. Uh, Twin Cobras, I, I never actually had I played it, but uh, the kids seemed to love it, so... Now we have a working twin Cobras in the arcade. What cab was it in? What's that? What cab was it in? Uh, it's a Centuri cab of some sort. Uh, Phoenix maybe. It's like, it, it's it's a pretty generic cab. Uh, it might be a good conversion for a ten yard fight. To be perfectly honest does with you. Does it have the wood? Does it have the wood grain sides? It has the wood grain sides on it. Yep. it the cabin's in really good shape. I mean. Uh, I, I was just kind of scrolling, scrolling through Craigslist, and uh, came upon it, and it had no, nobody else had pounced on it, so I figured I'd, I'd give it a shot for seventy-five bucks. Nice. Um, yeah, worked out. Worked out. Um, I actually, I, I was trying to, I, I tried to convince myself to contact the guy about Andrew's uh, Shinobi cab there, but nine fifty just seemed out of the uh, realm of possibility, <laughs> or six fifty, whatever he wanted for it. He wanted nine fifty for it, yeah. Yeah, he, I was like, ah, I'm not even going to bother offering exactly. anything on That's that. the same boat I'd be in. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I've got a new board for my pole position, so that that's pretty exciting. Wait, so your pole position, is it working now 100%? It is 100% rock solid. Wait a um, minute, that was nice. the board that was tested and confirmed and like... Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it ended up like I, I took it down to a game exchange and uh, they tested it out and had a five volt short all across the board. Oh shit! Yeah, so it uh, ended up uh, Ian Kellogg over the on the John's Arcade forums ended up building me a new one and uh, got that one. The sounds were all just shit. They were they were terrible. Uh, he ended up sending me his uh, reference board. And that one works flawlessly, like a, like a like a champ. So we we traded basically two non-working boards and a uh, uh, a, wor- a five short board, five volt short board for uh, his working board. So worked out. My pole position now works 100%. I'm super oh, happy. That's great. Yeah, you, Andrew knows like that. I've been fighting that game ever since I bought it. I was so, uh, we were talking about that like a couple of weeks ago, actually, or maybe it was last week, where uh, the the value of uh, pole position cockpits. That was the dude that was selling the cockpit and the upright, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I mean, now now I, I can't, I'm kicking myself for not buying both of them at the same time, but the cockpit just wouldn't fit. Right. Yeah. So that's the problem. That's what I was saying. Like cockpits are not valuable because like you can't fucking move them, and when you get them home, you get a <laughs> space. For for me though, Andrew, uh, is it's the location. If you have the right spot, cockpits are perfect in a tight space, like yeah. corners. You put it in the corner because you have to have a standing space anyways for an upright. Right. So that's where I put. I have two cockpits right now, and that's where they are. They're in the corners, so they but don't all, they don't take up any extra space in my as case. A, as a as a collector, yeah. But I mean, like as a person who's just trying to get rid of some big fucking thing. Yeah. As big as like a, a, a sit down freezer in their garage, like yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, the value, the retail value, like you know, to the open market, they're like it's a big fucking video game. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, as a collector, even though I'm looking at like I just sold my Defender cocktail, it takes up as much room as two uprights probably. Yeah, yeah. cocktails are definitely an issue. <laughs> yeah, like, but I I sold my Defender and I I was like, oh man, I have room for at least two or three more cabinets in here, and so far it's two. But I, I I could probably fit a third in the same space that my uh, defender was taking up. Yeah. Did you ever get that Excite bike working, Mike or uh, Brian? N- it sits there. There, there she sits. Um, no, I'm gonna. I'm kind of looking at just doing the. I, I don't think I'm gonna bring it back to an Excite bike. I'm gonna restore the cabinet and then uh, bring it back to a Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah. so if you want to bring that board over, like I'm still happy to test it for you. Yeah, we we gotta. I, I gotta figure out that monitor. It's it's still the B plus after I changed the hot dot on it. It's still not adjustable at all. So it's. Actually, I think it's the flyback probably. I, I was looking at the Sanyo uh, e twenty easy uh, chart and uh, it was saying that it probably is a flyback, but it doesn't make sense that it would be the flyback. But you have you have the man to talk to about Sanyo twenty easy is on the line right now. Buffett. Buffett. <laughs> I have a uh, twenty easy that's not adjustable over eighty nine uh, volts. Uh, just I just one. one. I've I've recapped it, done the hot. All that's left is the the flyback, but it it just no. doesn't make sense. IC six hundred one. IC six hundred one. I'm gonna make a note of that. There you go. I, I have them in stock, tested, working in my test rig. 
Is it going to cost me a buffet or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're, they're 10 bucks each. It's not quite a buffet. <laughs> a quarter, a quarter buffet, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Plus like two bucks shipping, whatever it is, small envelope. IC601, I'm going to make note of that. Yeah. C601, yeah. all right. Don't get Bob Roberts. They're hit or miss. All of his stock is still ha about 90% bad. Wow. All right, well, I, you, you'll be seeing an order coming from Wheat Ridge, Colorado here tomorrow. So. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's PM, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, really, that, that, that's about all I got. Um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Do you still have that old uh, piece of crap metal B plus pot on it? Uh, no, I, I switched out. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I, yeah, it's not good. What the fuck are those pots? Those are the worst fucking pots ever. They're terrible. That's okay. the worst spot I've ever seen in my life. Like, here, electrocute yourself while you're trying to uh, test the B plus. It's fine. Yeah, but uh, no, I got I I got the good replacements for those too. So replacement <laughs> B plus spot. Mm -hmm. uh, All right, no. But uh, actually, Andrew, I, I may take you up on on uh, coming over and test out that excite bike board just 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 to see if it is the board because that control panel issue makes no sense at all. It's mm. it's still I've cleaned all the contacts. It makes zero sense. It, it yeah. That that was uh, some of the most bizarre troubleshooting I've ever done in an arcade game. Yeah. So I I've, maybe it's the board. Maybe maybe it's just. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've, got, I've got several harnesses here. I've got I've got a couple of red tents still here to test in that are you know sitting like right fucking there. So yeah, we'll just uh, come on over sometime. All right, Buffett, what what's new in your world? Uh, actually, not a whole lot. I don't more lasagna, large well, size. No, I, I ate it. I have the aftermath, which is not much left. I pretty well scraped it clean with the spoon. So. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last too long. But uh, I hear some Dr. Mario. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'll turn that off. I was just. Uh, God, Aaron, you always fuck this up. I was just gonna say. Uh, I was just testing the Excite Bike uh, high score save, and it works on Bonus. the four. On the 04 PPU, it saves my track times and the high score tables. So awesome. Well, it still doesn't give me a working CPU now, does it? It doesn't, but uh, it means that probably in the near future, Matt, will have one uh, for public consumption for both 03 and 04 PPUs. I have no idea what the difference is between them, the Japanese versus the English version. The, American. the color tables are different. Yeah, it was different PPUs, so different color tables, but I don't know if the game is really any different. He said in the thread that the only other difference that he saw was it does not do the, um, like, either intro or instructions oh. in the, in the uh, Japanese version. Right. In the oh. track screen. Okay, well, I'll have to, that's interesting. Um, I turned it off, so no more sounds. <laughs> But yeah, so cool. I mean, I'm excited because um, I'm I'm putting up some great track times on Excite Bike in the first few tracks, and you know, it'd be kind of nice to see those again when I turn it on. It. So, Steve, you're gonna have Excite Bike at Grinkers? Yeah, Excite Bike will still be there. Well, there you go, Crafty. Sweet. So Hector can so Hector can uh, play you. So Hector can put up all the uh, high scores 
all the all the track times on it. Dude, we should have uh, Castlevania in the contest. That would be sweet. That's a hard ass game. It's a brutal game. You have to race through those fucking levels. Dude, so the time fast. is fucking vicious. You can't get any of the bonus feet like bonus uh, money bags or anything. Yeah, that that, that game in, in versus is brutal. Every time I get to a boss, I'll, all of a sudden the time and the music starts speeding up. I'm like, come uh, on. Yeah, the first one especially, like 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 straight away, the, you can't stop for anything. You gotta fucking book your ass. <laughs> I, I can't keep that game on in in, uh, in the arcade though, because the goddamn attract noise. I know that pisses me off. Why why doesn't uh, Osborne do uh, you know <laughs> some sort of setting to mute that? There you go. I end up uh, turning the the. I have to lift up the lid and turn the speaker down. Turn the volume down. Yeah. I actually do that with Mario, uh, Doctor Mario too. Yep. Who else? Chris? Gak, you got some shit? Yeah, well, who's who's uh, next? Well, for me, um, well, a couple weeks ago was California Extreme. All kinds of stuff there. Uh, I brought about 21 games. Holy shit. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it was a lot of work. Um, but, you know, it's it's a pretty sweet deal because they you know they pay for the truck and gas and all that stuff. So. Echo, echo. Echo, yes. How many games would you say were at CAX? I'd probably guess 500 plus bids and 200 plus pins. So you personally brought like four or five percent of the games? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you said. <laughs> of course, this is my first year. I actually had three games give me troubles as soon as I showed up and turned plugged them in, but. Uh, Smash TV had a sound issue. Got that working. Am I am I doing an echo here? I can't figure it out. There, there's an echo, but only when you tell. Well, no, now I can hear myself too. I have no idea. Somebody have it on speaker. It's uh, it's not Andrew. He's got his mic muted. I muted mine a second ago to test it. Oh, now it sounds. Okay, I just anyway. I just muted uh, Brian because he wasn't there. So okay, know. that could be it. <laughs> Apparently, I can mute people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, the, I tested all my games the day before I loaded them up. When I was loading them up, and just the traveling there or the the voltage difference, plugging them in at Cax, I don't know. Um, my Berserk was acting all wacky. We tested it; it, it was getting 4.5 volts max. And so the something killed the power supply. Luckily, one of the guys there brought one in the next day and got it working. And my uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, same thing. The the five volt line was dead, completely dead. I, I suck at these kind of repairs, by the way. <laughs> so I, I rely on a lot of local friends to help me. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, that one never got working throughout the whole show. So, shit. Um, yeah, I, I've got. I always have like a couple games too many, so. <laughs> I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put like five or six of my games up for sale and just put some stupid prices on it. You know, like, if somebody offers me that or close to it, I'll, I'll sell it, you know. So I actually did wind up selling like three games while I was there. Nice. So, what uh, you sell? Yeah. So I had a, my Berserk sold, and I had a Williams Multi, which was in a Joust cab uh, with the Clay Cowgill uh, Williams kit in it. It's really clean. Um, Drewster out of Reno. He he bought that one from me. Oh, nice! And a local guy bought the Berserk. It, it had the um the Spath uh, 
uh, ZZPU with the Frenzy in it. Mm-hmm. Super clean cabinet. Uh, I was surprised that I, I was pretty stoked on the price I got on it. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. <laughs> well, good for you, man. So yeah. Else, did you sell one more? Did you say? You yeah, and so I had it, and I just got it together. You know, I was excited about getting this game together, and I, one of the first games I bought going back six, seven years ago now. Um, I bought four games at once. One of them was a, a, an oddball one called Nintendo Super System. No, that's sweet, dude. I almost bought one myself. Yeah, um, and the, the motherboards are notorious for having problems, I guess. And um, there's a guy on Clov, um, Dog P. He was yep. doing that adapter. He's so local actually, to me. Is he? Okay. Yep. So I actually kicked him like 100 bucks to fix the motherboard for me, and he did it. So awesome, you know. And He's a good dude. I got the um, adapter with the Nintendo the SNES uh, adapter in there with the multi-board. Sweet. And, you know, I played that for a few days. I'm like, this is awesome, but it's still kind of, for me, it's too many buttons. <laughs> well, you know? it's it's a play choice, just Super Nintendo, basically. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, there's it, um, it's for, for an upright machine for me to walk up to, you know, I'm like a joystick and three buttons max kind of guy, you know. Well, <laughs> and you got those controls. giant controllers. Yes, exactly. And they're you mounted. Know. You can't, you know, so. Exactly. So I was, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll put a price on it. So actually, um, there's a place in uh, Almeida called High Scores. It's a, it's an arcade there. Um, they actually wound up buying that from me. Nice. And, so it's, it's, a, gonna... it's a cool cabinet. Like the sound is great on that thing because it's stereo sound and right, but yeah. it's a heavy ass cabinet. Yeah, oh, they suck. They're just totally heavy. Did yours have the dedicated bar on the front of it on the bottom? Yeah, the foot the foot bar at the base. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember playing one of those at a roller skating rink, uh, the same place that I got my first game from, and okay. um, and they had that there when I picked that game up, and uh, the owner didn't want to sell it, but it had. Uh, Super Mario World, F Zero, and Super Tennis. Yeah, that's what they all have, pretty much. Those are yeah. the stock ones. That's what mine had. It, it was, it was out, cool. Um, yeah, I swapped out the Super Tennis for the multi-board, but. Um, well, yeah. those control the 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 controls the, those controllers go yes. for stupid money now too. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone's looking for them because like they're, one of theirs is broken or, or whatever. But right. it's so dumb because not only is it hard to use, but it's mounted. So unless you have you know hands the size of Andrews. Right. Uh, it's, it's... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I don't have too much trouble. My hands are pretty big. So <laughs> So now I have like one or two free spots in the garage. So I'm like constantly looking again, you know, like, what can I fill it up with, right? <laughs> hey, that's but, exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... And came back, so I came back with some cash in the pocket. But yeah, so I I uh, got to meet a lot of awesome people again this year. I actually did get to talk to uh, Owen Rubin, um, you know, Major Havoc guy. So uh, I was like, hey, you know, I, I don't know if you know who I am. You know, after I talked to him for a little bit, he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember hearing your name. And so I, I snapped the picture, and uh, I thought I tweeted it at the spot, but I just did retweeted it today. But um, yeah, so I, I asked him again. I'm like, hey, so, you know, I know John was talking to you about trying to do the expansion board, you know, to have the extra levels. And I don't remember him saying this, but he said there's actually, so the original game has four levels, Major Havoc, right? And so in the game it says something about making it to Planet Vex or something like that, Home right? Homeworld? What's that? Homeworld? Is that it? Okay. I, I was pretty pretty drunk at the time, so my stories will be a little messed up, <laughs> but uh, 
so he, he's all, yeah, you know, in the game it talks about there being a, a world, you know, you get to and, and you never get there. You only play four levels. And right. he said there's actually four more levels that were developed. And he said that's actually in Maine. And I'm like, really? You know, so, so there's actually four more levels that, you know, if someone did it right, they could actually add it to the board. But it, that, huh. still doesn't, that still doesn't get you to that home world, though. No, no, it doesn't. He, um, and, and I was just listening to the podcast because I'm doing these best of shows, and, and oh, nice. uh, he was saying that, um, that that code he was looking for, because they had the code and they never finished it, and yeah. he was going to try to finish it, and he couldn't find it. Because he had right. it handwritten. He fucking yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I talked to him about that too. You know, I'm like, isn't there? Didn't you say there was like a printout, like you know the those sheets that have all the holes on the sides, you know, from the you know dot matrix. Yeah, there you go. And but then that's when he was like, well, you know, there's four more levels that are actually in Mame, and I'm like, huh, I I didn't realize that, but um, so I don't know. That that was cool talking to him, but. Yeah, he, he seems like a really cool guy uh, based sure. on the podcast. But yeah, that's cool. You got to meet him. Right. Yeah. For sure. So. Did you? But yeah. So then, and then uh, I guess well, besides Cax, my other thing that's been going on for a few months is you know as collectors we get to lo- know a lot of local people and you know I don't know if you guys experienced this or not but like there's a local pizza place to me. This goes back about a year. Uh, you know, I go in there and I see a couple of non-working machines and wind up talking to the owner and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I've had these and, you know, I'm looking for someone to fix it. So I, you know, work out a deal with him, right? I fix up the machine. He, he had a pinball. We did a trade, blah, blah, blah. Well, so the, he has this other game that's a, um, a cruise in USA, sit down, right? A 25-inch medium res monitor. And I could see it had vertical collapse, but I explained to him, you know, I, I don't do these kind of repairs, I have local friends that can help out, you know, if, if this does actually go out. So it did, and um, I don't know if you guys know a guy that goes by Tron Guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so um, he offered to help me with it. So I, I brought on the monitor, and um, I th- actually I think he uh, Buffett, you got you chimed in on a thread he did on it, but um, he he did eventually get it working, and then two months later the freaking thing went out again. Shit. <laughs> so, this is the thing that sucks, you know, you, you, you develop kind of a relationship to local friends and you want to help them out, but then it's like you're on the hook, you know? Right. Something goes wrong, and they're like, hey, man, you know, I really want to get this thing working again. I'm like, gosh, you know? It's a never-ending so, battle. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, in this case, it was, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, it's probably 40 or $50 in, in parts and 40 or 50 in labor, so, you know, I'm all 100, maybe 150 max. You should be able to get it up and running again. So, you know, he, Tron guys want to spend like 20 hours or something ridiculous like that <laughs> working on it. Yeah. And uh, so he didn't make any money. He was more of a favor to me. And uh, But then, you know, when it broke again, it was like, I don't know what to do. And, and, and Dylan, that's his name, he's like, I, there's nothing else I can do to fix it. So my, my other local buddy, I brought it to him. He tinkered with it for like a week or two, off and on, and he kind of threw in the towel. And I'm like, shit, man, you know. So uh, I think what, well, what he actually decided to do is we're gonna. I know this is kind of breaking some rules, but oh, he's, we gonna, say. he's gonna do LCD on it, you know, with the medium res. So I've seen there's a guy on Claw who does a. He did a modification. He did a 32 inch widescreen, and then you show it in four by three aspect. 
and oh. it actually looks almost identical to a 25-inch. How do you get that to fit? Feet. So the in the in the case that that guy did it, he he had to take like a quarter inch off each side of the. There's like a plastic surround going around the monitor. A bezel. It's yeah. a TV screen basically, right? So he just you know trimmed the plastic edges, and then was able to fit it into the cabinet that way. Didn't did, didn't Fritz do that? Yeah, I think he did too. Yeah. Right. So you know he's just looking at. He just wants to get the game running. You know he. He didn't spend much on the game to begin with, and it's not like a really much of a classic anyway, so... Well, that's know, a that, very expensive monitor to replace. Yeah, you know, but it, hopefully now, though, it'll be trouble-free, and if something happens again, he just buys another LCD. You know, don't even worry about repairing it. But, yeah, that, that's the thing that kind of sucks. You know, you're, you want to help somebody out, and you do it, and then something goes wrong, and then you're on the hook. You know, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, I'm just looking to get that black cloud away from me here in the next couple of weeks. But that's what I'm in the middle of. The the, the pizza guy. Do you have like the, the relationship? Are you like looking to like get games from the dude at some point, or? Oh, uh, I've actually kind of gra- grabbed a couple from him already. Um, <laughs> What'd you get? So he had a pinball that was called um, Rescue 911. Yep. And we did a trade, and then I wound up trading that pinball for my tapper. So I wound up, you know, turning a $500, $600 item into my tapper. That's funny. I'm I'm happy there. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's, you know, and he's local. His son goes to the same high school my son's going to. They kind of know each other, so I'm like, yeah, I got to do what I can to help out. They get into fights all the time now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Your dad screwed over my dad's game. You know? <laughs> that game so. sucks. Your it's a bummer, you know, because I'm like, I really just want to get this shit behind me because I got all my own projects, you know. I got a garage full of stuff to work on. But... So, so what are your next projects, Chris? Uh, let me see. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love for the top of my list to be my zookeeper project. I have all the parts. I got the circuit board, the repro control panel, the overlay, basically a cabinet that had been converted. But that's been a year and a half now, so... (laughs) If I can get to that, that's going to be my soonest one to get on. But yeah, there was a guy, I think Robotron something or other, 911, I can't remember his, his handle. But he did the expansion board, so you can take a kicks board and convert it to a a, a zookeeper. Yeah, nice. So I got all that stuff. It's all ready to go. Just gotta build the freaking cabinet, you know. <laughs> but so that's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> I, I hear you. It's it's funny. Like uh, you know, we were talking about the 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 the, the title cabinet I picked up. I was actually a little scared. Uh, that it was going to end up being something like a zookeeper, and it's like I can't. I have to restore it back to a zookeeper. Right. I'm, I'm glad it was ten yard fight, and I know you guys like ten yard fight, but come on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one game, man. I I I gotta have that one as dedicated. I don't want a zookeeper in a multi. It's gonna be a standalone zookeeper only. No, I, with all the side art and the front, the kick panel art on that thing, that's just a gorgeous cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm torn on that one a little bit. I think, 
what I'm what I'm probably gonna do is just because uh, there's it was originally um, stenciled, right? Yeah. Or silk screen. I I don't really care for the way the the art. Yeah, I just I just worry about that stuff tearing really easily. You know, those the vinyl where they silk screen them on vinyl or or inkjet them. Right. So I don't know. I I'm, doesn't Rich have the uh, artwork for that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But um, I, I was trying to figure out a way if you could possibly. My wife's actually a school teacher, and she has those you know overhead projectors. Yeah. You know, I could get the artwork and project it onto the side of the cabinet and just outline it and hand paint it. It, of course, it might look hokey if you don't do it right. You know. So. <laughs> well, that would be a pretty fucking sweet project, though. Yeah, yeah. To make it actually look the original. So. Yep. Groovy. <laughs> All right, so who's next, Jimbo? Uh, so what's uh, your? Uh, I see you got a couple of games. Those look completely restored in the background there. Yeah, um, Marvel Madness. I finished just actually a year ago, almost nice. to this day. And then uh, it was a Road Blasters, uh, but originally it was a Marvel Madness. So. And I wanted Marvel Madness, yeah. but uh, the control panel is the biggest pain in the ass on that thing because I could not, for the life of me, find uh, Marvel Madness control panel all by itself on Clove. Mm-hmm. And I and, and finally I just gave up. And a buddy of mine's a metal worker, so he cut the the plate, the massive plate that holds the uh, yoke for the road blasters. He cut that off, and then he had uh, spot weld. Or, or tack uh, a plate to fill that. Nice. But unfortunately, that giant plate, that, that centerpiece, uh, is part of the integrity of that control panel. So when he took that off, the whole thing was like flimsy like this. Right. It wouldn't sit flush. And okay. so what we ended up doing was... Um, uh, crap, what's the word? We took a metal bar, oh, and we riveted it into the control okay. panel. And then I was able to keep that flush on the top I actually, there was just enough integrity that I could s- completely take that off without having to like do a layer of Bondo and uh, it turned out absolutely perfect. I used JB Weld on the underside to reinforce it and so ultimately a metal bar in JB Weld is holding my control panel completely flush. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but it, it, turned out, it turned out really good. It's probably one of my top like three restores I've ever done. Awesome. Uh, all, all the stupid sanding and, and painting to get that thin vinyl to not look terrible uh, was just a nightmare because we live in an apartment. And um, so I basically made a paint room out of this room. I, I put plastic uh, oh, sheets <laughs> all around this whole thing. And I still got tiny, or I still got amounts of uh, Bondo dust coating everything. It was just, it was a nightmare. But it turned out, long story short. And then uh, my red tent I just finished up here this last uh, spring, uh, right around the same time that uh, Andrew finished his. Yep. Uh, I ended up powder coating mine, took the, the cheap, uh, well, not cheap, but the, <laughs> the <laughs> easy no way out, way, right? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty proud of that one, too. Nice. And, yeah, so uh, the only other games that I've got in our apartment, uh, you can't see it off to the left of me, is... Uh, my eyes that isn't restored yet, and then um, in our our living room is the Miss Pac-Man and uh, our Mega Touch. 
So all, right. all of my other games are in a storage unit that has literally this much space to fill. <laughs> you can't squeeze, like, two books in there. It's It's got uh, ten games in it. So what did you do for an overlay on that Marble Madness? Uh, Rich, this old game. Okay. Yep, he also did the marquee, and, and that marquee, actually both of those look so good. Like, uh, everything that everyone says about uh, Rich is true. I mean, his stuff is great, but it did take a long time for me to, to get both those items. Yeah. Oh, wait, actually, now that, I met, now that I think about it, I think the CPO came from um, Phoenix Arcade. Okay. The marquee did, came from Rich. And that Rich, well. Rich probably made that still, though. Right, yeah. Yeah. And the the marquee originally was Plexi, and so he did he screen screen prints his on glass, and um, it it's beautiful. So does your does the overlay have like a gloss finish to it, or is it that textured? Is that, yeah, it's it's a it's a dull finish. Okay. It's not it's not textured, but it's not uh, it's not glossy. Okay. It's just kind of uh, I guess. Because I want to say the originals were kind of a glossy look to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Which, I, I which, guess I, what's weird is I, I have a um, I have a Rolling Thunder, and I've got a couple of Atari System ones. I swear it's like the same control panel. You could fit one in the other. The yeah. profile is exactly the same, but the the Rolling Thunder is it's got a shiny like a glossy finish, and it's mine's all original, but it has cracks in it. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. talk about cracks and stuff, but I wouldn't call mine a gloss. I would call it. It's not dull, but it's not it's not gloss. What's in between satin? What's uh, yeah, satin or matte finish maybe. Or yeah, it, it's something like that. But it's it's super vibrant. Like it looks great. Nice. The well, only thing that that makes me a little skeptical, or not skeptical, but makes me a little nervous is that anything with with the rounded bend around the front, yeah, is prone to to cracking. You know, exactly. it always is. Yep. And I'm just worried that at some point that's going to happen. But, you know, it's not the end of the world. So one thing I noticed, like, looking at the side art on that cabinet, um, the first time I really had my games out and took pictures of them, I've got a uh, Roadrunner, 34K's favorite game. Oh, that's, that's a cool game. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and my Marble Madness, I brought those two to the CAX. And when I took the pictures of them from the side, I'm like, the side art's different. It's like almost a neg. One's like a negative of the other. Really? Like the one on yours, it's like silver in the middle, the background, yeah. the main, the main part, and mine's like opposite of that on on one of my cabinets. Really? And there's no reason for me to think it's not from the factory. I mean, hey, it's not it some be. aftermarket thing, you know. Hey, you know, my my eyes is uh, a factory conversion. It used to be a jump bug, but or a jump bug, but it was uh -huh. factory converted. And the uh, um, side art, it's the only cabinet I've seen even post on a club that has, you know, what the nibbler side art looks like with the tree like pattern and it's green. Okay. My mine's blue to match the the cabinet, and I've never seen blue in that pattern. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I think factories did some weird shit. Yeah, experimenting with different patterns or something. Yeah, because I mean, my my eyes, I peeled off one of the sides, I and uh, it had jump bug side art underneath it, but the cereal plate was uh, for eyes. It had an eyes factory manual at the bottom. None of the control panel wiring was ever packed up, so it's clearly uh, an eyes or a factory conversion. 
Look at that dog's freaking out. Hold on a second. <laughs> that dog does not believe me. I, it, uh, but I'm telling you, it's a factory condition. <laughs> I guess my dog got all excited about your eyes. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> I blew up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's uh it's a strange strange case, but um in terms of what I did this week, uh nothing too exciting. I I made a an eyes uh gameplay video here. I'll actually Oh yeah, you posted some pretty good scores. I you know what's stupid about that is that and, and it's totally um you know, it's Murphy's Law or whatever. What uh, ironic? I don't know what you would call it, but I, I played. I decided to do a gameplay video, and it's the first time I've ever done a video like that before I've restored a game. Because normally I never do that. I, I always restore the game, then I do a gameplay video because I don't like to play the game. It's it's kind of a motivator to get the game done. But um, I uh, since you haven't been in here in the last week uh, or last few weeks, uh, Chris, I I basically rebuilt the monitor and cleaned up the control panel just so I could play the game uh, as much as I could because I'm not going to get around to restoring it for a while. And um, so I decided to do a gameplay video and I the first score I post up is like uh, 260,000 which isn't bad for me because my high score is like 285. But I played like two more games and all of them got worse and worse progressively. So I'm like, fuck. So I quit and uh, finished the video, started uploading it, and then like an hour later, I'm like, eh, I'm going to play another game. And I get my best score ever. I get to a level I've never gotten to. And of course, I don't have it on video. <laughs> Wait, so, so what's this deal about like getting to level 8? <clears throat> I have no idea how anyone does it. And then... What, like, wasn't, wasn't some dude like posting in your thread about like... Yeah, the strategy is get to level eight as quickly as possible. I'm like, well, fuck! I can barely get to. I got to seven once. Well, what, what, and what the fuck happens at level eight? Well, you get a lot more points because the point you get more points as you get through the levels. Like the they ramp up. Yeah. So there's a multiplier, and um, so you get uh, what is it? You get a hundred points per enemy that you shoot, and then that's multiplied by the level you're on. So. By level eight, you're getting 800 points per enemy that you shoot, and then you're getting, uh, what would that be? Uh, eight times you'd be getting like 4,000 points per dot that you shoot. Oh wow! So, so I mean, the motivation is to because you get a lot more points exponentially. And does but, it level out at level eight? Is it like that? I I, don't, I have no idea. Like uh, in the video, I'm like, because starting at level three there are five enemies versus four in the first two levels. And they get progressively more difficult and smarter. And um, so I don't know if you, if there's ever six enemies or uh, or if, you know, things are just stupid hard. Because when I got seven, I lasted about ten seconds. I was dead. But, but it looked cool as hell. I mean, like, every level, everything changes a little bit. You know, like the... Targets change, and um, but uh, I haven't developed any strategies in terms of patterns. You know, the the only thing the manual says is that uh, the best or a good strategy is to use a zigzag pattern, which makes sense because of how the enemies work. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but it it is so ridiculously stupid. Like I feel at this point that it's just all a matter of luck. 
for me. Like the four corners, the four those four dots, uh, those are the hardest ones to get to because any time that you're on those edges is a kind of a death trap because that's where the enemies spawn. Right. But but I mean other than that, you know the pattern that you take is I have no idea how that works. Like I I don't know like what what the what the pattern is. It's just a matter of if I'm like in the video I'm just making stupid mistakes. I'm uh, at times I'm just like zoning out. Like I'm just like like sleeping on the job. Like why did I do that? There's a guy in line with me. Because once you get to like level five, as soon as the enemy like is in line with you, they're firing at you. Right. And and they have a stupid advantage because they shoot through the dots, and you can't do that. The dots are like a barricade. Until you shoot them, you can't have a clear line at the enemies. So if you see an enemy way at the top and down here, and there's three dots in there, you have to shoot three times before you can shoot at the enemy, and they can just shoot once and hit you. So, it's, so you've been it's, around six? I've gotten, I got to seven last night for the first time. Nice, man. That's awesome. Three three twenty two was my high score. Three hundred twenty two thousand. Yeah, eyes is a fun game. It's so addicting because you yeah. always think you can do a little bit better, and it's it's hard to explain to someone that's never played it that it is because it's it's so similar to like Pac Man on the surface, but it I think it's like a thousand times more addicting and fun than any, any Pac Man game. Yeah, I agree. One game I can't get behind right now is uh, uh, Ladybug. We have a, a Ladybug and the challenge with it is that you, unlike Pac-Man, you know, like Pac-Man or even Eyes, is if you start going left, um, it'll continue to go, even if you release the joystick, it'll still go left until you give another input. Um, oh, really? So, so that enables you, like, so with with Pac-Man, you can you can go left, and if you're in the middle of a um, uh, a path, so you're going left along a path, you can press up way before you get to the next up path, um, and so when you get to the up path, uh, you're you're already pressing up, and so you go up automatically. With Ladybug. You have to hold the joystick down to the left, and then only when you get to the path going up can you then press up to go up. So your timing oh. has to be perfect. Jeez. And so, yeah. So if you're if you're going left and you press up just a little too soon, it won't go up. It, you'll just stop. And so you're so, fucked if you've been drinking, basically. Yeah, you're it's <laughs> done. So your timing has to be perfect in order to be able to navigate the maze, which makes it. Um, which, because it's totally unlike any of the packs, it makes it not fun, um, especially right. for people that, that that are expecting a certain, you know, oh, interface yeah, behavior. Right. Yeah, exactly. They think people think. Uh, I we t we tested it with a few people, and almost universally, everybody f at first thinks the game is broken. Sure, so, sure. Kind of sucks. And and. Unlike pack and mispack, you know, you got the traps and you got the doors and stuff, and uh, that takes some figuring out. Yeah. Yep. I hear that. But that's one of Universal's best games too, so that speaks something about them too. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, I love eyes. I'll I'll never sell that game. I was happy to hear that Fed hadn't sold his eyes. Granted, if he got nineteen hundred for that, shit, I'd sell mine for that <laughs> too in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's good. Sell my red tent for that too, and yeah, I mean, yeah. Where'd you get your um, System One side art? Uh Phoenix Arcade. I think they're out of it right now. Oh really? Yeah, I have a Marvel Madness kit that I would like to. Get happy it's, it's I think great I might know who you got that from, Steve. Uh, who did I get it from? Did I get it Chris? from you? Was it from Chris? Tubular Gearhead? Yeah, from Tubular. Yep, that's correct. And that, he got that from me, actually. <laughs> oh, no way. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you got his 720 mm-hmm. and a couple other games. I can't remember what they were. Yeah, we just did like an epic trade. It was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Arc Revival was here in town. Uh, yep. He brought up some games and took back some games to uh, to Tubular Gearhead. Yep. And, yeah, like uh, a mechanical shooter or something, right? Yeah, he got... Um, we had a... Uh, oh, what's it called? Um, I was going to say Wild Western, but that's an arcade game. It was right. a, oh, a Wild Kingdom, uh, which okay. is an, you know, an old EM yeah. shooter. Yeah. And it, ours, it was working like 80%, and, and, uh, but he, he wanted it, so you know, it, was, it was nice to be able to trade that away because working on EMs sucks. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, that, the other... That great. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, Chris, too big or ahead, he, he's my other local friend that um, helps me repair stuff. It's pretty much Tron Guy and Too Big or Head are my uh, two local buddies that help me. <laughs> Right on. Well, when you see him, say thanks. It was a sure, good... Sure, uh, we'll I, I keep trying to talk him into going to Grinker's, but uh, his wife's birthday is always around the, the Grink Fest, so it's kind of difficult for him, but yeah. We'll yeah, see, maybe. <laughs> Arc Revival was telling me that he had a um, Star Wars um, fully built up and like like a control panel and a PCB and... yeah. Uh, I, I made this. I don't. You probably didn't see it, but I made this kind of joke thread where I said, uh, like, I my most epic haul ever. This is like probably last November or something like that. Yeah, I and that. he actually bought a new house with a. Um, so there's like a two and a half car garage attached to the house, and then a two and a half car garage that's separate from the house. And he turned that into his dedicated arcade. And so we moved to all the games. There was like 40 games, and yeah, it's it's like a space duel or something, and he put a Star Wars upright control panel on it, so it just looks weird as hell. And I was like, what is this, some kind of Star Wars Hellcade? You know? <laughs> but yeah, so he, he I, I was just there two days ago, and yeah, so he ha- he put he transferred all the parts into that Star Wars cab he got from you. He's, he basically wow. got an empty, a gutted cabinet from you, I think, right? Yeah, I got, um, I had gone down to uh, uh, Twin Falls, Idaho, which is like two hours south of here, and there's a, a dude that had an airplane hangar just like full of a bunch of non-working, half-complete games. Right. And I uh, picked up that Star Wars cab, I don't know, probably a year and a half ago, and it's just been sitting in storage. So mm-hmm. when, uh, when I heard that he had um, pretty much everything else, it was kind of a no-brainer. It's like, okay, well, we gotta we got to join these. Right, these yeah. Another, make another, bring another Star Wars back to the world. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah, sweet. That's cool. Yep. No, but that that side art, going back to the System One stuff, is mm-hmm. great. Um, 
I, I, if you email Darren, I, I'm sure they're going to do another run of that. But um, the only thing that I didn't like about it was that the artwork, it's die cut, but there's a big, it, it's, it's on a rectangular, it's die cut, but it's on a rectangular piece of wax paper. The masking so, or whatever, pre -mask. Yeah, so it's not already cut. So you have to peel it and then apply it. And um, it's kind of a pain. In, in that regard, because you have to kind of measure it out ahead of time, and, and versus like you know like smaller stuff that's already just cut, you can just you know. Wasn't that like John's right jump it. bug? It was like that too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They did a good job. It looks perfect. Yeah, it looks awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Speaking of System One stuff, we had uh, um, last Friday. Uh, I went into Grinker's, and our Indiana Jones was um, monitor was alive, but it wasn't getting any signal. And I was like, oh, I, my heart sank because we had a similar symptom about a year previous, where monitor was up, no signal, and uh, what had happened a year ago, and what we found out on Saturday happened again. Uh, was the power supply, um, a, a capacitor, something, I don't remember what it was. Uh, Dan uh, Hattrick was telling me about it. But something went bad in the power supply, which took the 5 volts up to like 7.5 volts. Ooh. And it totally fried the main board. Oh, shit. Yep. And it's the second time it's happened. So it's, it's, it's two different games. I was so, going to say the reverse happened to my Marvel Madness. Um, I had that thing up running like a champ for a long time. And then one day I was getting the monitor, everything, all AC was working. But the D, something with the DC happened. And I rebuilt the linear power supply, and, you know, because that's got the sound amp and everything. But I could not get any DC voltage coming out of it. Not the, you know, super low, like a couple, like a volt. Uh, nothing was really coming out of it. And I spent a ton of time on that power supply, and the AC worked, the sound worked, but I was not getting anything uh, DC out of it. And I ended up going to Micro Center, which is a computer superstore around here, and I just said, fuck it, I bought a really tiny, uh, cheap uh, power computer power supply, and I just wired that in for the DC, and that worked like, and it works great. So that's what... I just Velcroed it, uh, industrial Velcroed it in the bottom of the cabinet, um, and it's sitting way in the back, and, and so that's applying to DC voltage. So you're running both. Yep. Cool. Yep. I just wired it right into the, the AC line coming in, so nothing's been really hacked up, so to speak. And it's just, it, you know, it just takes one, still the same uh, AC plug going into the wall, so... Nice. Well, that's what I ended up doing because I could not figure out that power supply, and I wasn't going to buy. It's got actually got an AR3 in it, which is not what I expected. I was expecting an AR2, but well, there's two different models of System One harnesses. Huh. You can have the one there. I forget which one is which, but there's one harness. The volume pot is like on the AR itself, sitting inside the cab, and then the other one has the volume pot. Underneath the center of the control panel. Okay. See, yeah, mine's on the on the the power board, the power. Yeah, supply. that's why all mine I have are. both. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it, I know about it. 
Yeah, whoever upgraded it to the whoever the op was that upgraded it to a, a road blasters did a shit job of of hacking up the even the main board. They they didn't even they soldered directly onto the pins. They didn't even replace the uh, the headers and the uh, um, the molex plugs. So like I, I I have some detailed photos on Clav way back in that thread, but. I just couldn't believe it. Like I, I went to Bob Roberts' site and I bu- ended up buying all these um, headers and connectors because the pins and everything were just like hacked to shit. There was just it was all soldered right on there with these big globs of solder on these little pins. It just looked like it, it looked like an accident waiting to happen, as you know my mom would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, so who repairs System One boards? Main, main and daughters. I have no idea. Because I've got like six or eight of them that need to be repaired, plus Ooh. two Roadrunner boards, daughter cards, that need to be repaired. So, uh, Steve, what wound up happening with your uh, Indiana Jones? Uh, what ended up happening was I went to... He got bit by a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I went, let's see, hang on, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I went to... I went to Quarter Arcade and bought another mainboard. That's that's what we did. Oh, so it, uh, it, it, the 7.5 spike it, actually killed the board, huh? It killed the board, yeah. We put it in... Uh, well, uh, our, we took the mainboard out. Oh, yeah. Uh, we put it in. <laughs> <laughs> He's just buffing. That's classic. Big gulps, huh? All right, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, go big or go home, you know? Holy shit. That's bigger than the drink last week. It's bigger no, than your say, head. Oh my gosh. You got well, that's in there. bigger than your head. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, uh, Louise. So, oh, there's the, th- there's what's left of um, uh, the lasagna. Just like you Why? What you don't you don't eat that too? <laughs> no, it's not very digestible. I wish they made it edible. Good I would fiber eat it. there, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh boy! You I, was thinking about going to my, I was thinking about getting my non-hardable eggs. I got in the fridge in there too, but you know. So, was the issue was the power supply just had to get rebuilt and replaced on the Indiana Jones end, or? Yeah. So the uh, the main board we pulled the main board out of Indy and we put it in a hundred percent working Road Blasters. And okay. it was dead. Uh, so we um, took the known working main board out of Road Blasters, and we put it in. Uh, we put it, the main board, and the power supply from the Road Blasters back into the Indy, and the Indy was fine. Um, so we picked up a new System One main board from Quarter Arcade. And we're gonna rebuild that power supply and then put them into road blasters to make it happy again. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've never had any luck with quarter arcade. Every time there's something I think of that I should look for, they never have it. <laughs> well, and it's on their website, so you Google it and you're like, oh, there it is, and then you go there and it's, it's like no longer cool. available. Or, yeah. 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 Uh huh. Fuck. Because yeah. I, I was looking for they had a whole run of um, reproduction Marble Madness control panels. 
And I was like, yes! And no longer available. And I emailed Tony, yeah. and he's like, and he's like, no, nope, sorry, that was that was a while ago. I'm like, God damn, that <laughs> was so pissed. Yeah. I literally spent like two months looking for a control panel before I'm like, screw this, we're just gonna make this work. Well, that's tough too, because like Marble Madness, you're like whacking those controls pretty. Oh good. yeah, you can't have a flimsy panel. Right. So yeah. do you have your trackballs backlit? Or do I you... do, I do. I I couldn't resist. I don't have um, online, but I. I... They oh, look yeah. they look badass. The only thing I wish that Marble Madness had was a good free like they have a good free play in terms of like the attract mode and it cycles through everything. But I really wish the attract mode enabled the start buttons to blink. It's a such a stupid small yeah, thing. I but I love I, I love the blinking start buttons and I love the sound of the gong when you yeah. insert a credit. Mm-hmm. It's right. a, it's it's really minor, but it makes a difference to me. <laughs> oh, I like it too. You're not the only one, so yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just it sounds so cool. Like that, it's it's like a grandfather clock or something. It's like gong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We use that all over the place. Seven twenty gauntlet, paper boy. Yeah, great, great sound. Mm-hmm. I, I was really like, well, I wasn't lucky because I, I found, you know, I realized that it was originally the Marvel Madness, just based on like the serial numbers and stuff. But a lot of people I noticed on Clav were like, I want to convert this to a Marvel Madness. Why don't my trackballs work? And they don't, they don't have that Leta chip on the mainboard for the trackballs. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the first things I, I found out, and I looked. I'm like, okay, this has the chip, and then I realized how the serial numbers and all that stuff worked. But one thing that I think is really strange, well, not strange, but interesting about a lot of the how the serial numbers work is that they're kind of random. Like, they don't necessarily go in order based on, like, when they're manufactured and when the game is released. They just kind of spit out a number with a lot of these games. Yeah, well, was that the thing that, like, to, to keep competitors from knowing what their numbers were or something like that? Yeah, I yeah, think you're right. Uh, reading that. Yeah. Yeah, I need to look at all my spare boards or the broken ones to see how many of them actually have that leader chip on there because I only have the one that I'm aware of. Hey, Buffett, you don't have any um, spare 19-inch medium res monitors, do you? No, I've got a couple K7 chassis, but that's it. Yeah, we're definitely. I don't have yoke at all. All right. I mean, if you've got one and you need it rebuilt or tube swapped, you're welcome to send it over and just you know just pay the shipping, but and I'll tube swap it for you. But other, yeah, other than that, you know, that's about the best thing I can come up with is just send me your yoke and your chassis. I'll rebuild it, tube swap it, and you know, you can just like I said, pay the shipping back and. You know, the repair cost, and that's about as good as I can get you, really. Uh, that's that's helpful. Thank you, Buffett. Sure. What, uh, Steve? What are you? Uh, was it your Paperboy or your Tubin? What What other uh, medium res games, 19 inch, do you? Uh, Super Sprint. Oh yeah, Super Sprint. Yep. And so we're we're okay right now, but I had uh, I have another Paperboy um, in storage uh, because. Um, what was it? Was it? I don't know what was wrong with it? I think it was. Oh, I know what it was. It was really uh, 
uh, one of the guns was going out. Um, so we'd rejuve it. We'd rejuve it, um, and it would be okay for like a day, and then it would be uh, gone again. You know. Um, so, yeah, it's on its way out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we uh, we ended up stealing the monitor out of the storage paperboy to put back at Grinker's, and so now I've got a paperboy in storage that's sad. Um, <laughs> so on the lookout. So that rejuve issue then then that's not. That's one that could possibly be a tube swap to fix that. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be right. perfect. So, Buffett, would you do you would 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 you need me to send you the tube or would you? No, I, I don't I don't need the tube. Just send me the chassis and the, and yoke. the yoke. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you can you can strip off the um, um, degauss coil and stuff like that, and I can go ahead and swap those over just so it matches. But I've never ever had a problem with it not matching. Or not okay. not working with the TV one. Um, now, to ship it back is the biggest thing. Do you want me to build a crate and ship it back like that, or do you want me to um, um, send pack the tube and stuff inside of the TV case and you put it in the frame when you get it back? Oh, I gotcha. Because um, otherwise you risk breaking the neck. Exactly, which is. That would defeat the whole purpose now, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, like I say, it, it sucks because people don't understand. You know, they're like, yeah, you can ship those for like 50 bucks, like, can't you? And I'm like, no, in order to pack it right and ship it correctly with materials, it costs between 150 and $200 on average yep. to ship it correctly. You but know, you it, can get away with shipping it cheaper, but is it going to arrive in one piece? It's a gamble. Yeah. Well, and, and for a medium res 19, 150 bucks shipping is worth it. Yeah. Yes. Like I say, because I, I, like I say, I just find a, I go, I go to a, I'll go to like U-Haul or something like that and get one of those big double walled boxes. You know, it might be bigger than what it needs to be, but by the time you put, you know, an inch and a half, two inches, well, probably around three worth of foam in the bottom and then like a shirt or something down, to put the tube face down from the TV and then pack the shit out of the rest of it with bubble wrap and uh, peanuts, it it costs, you know, money to do that. Yeah. Oh, you're one of those peanuts guys. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but peanut, what, what's nice about peanuts is, though, they fill in real nice. Mm -hmm. You know, you can pack no, them down in. Yeah. So, Packing's okay. It's the unpacking that sucks balls. Yeah, so you know, peanuts, you know, cost money and all that stuff. So it's you know, it's it the 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 one just the shipping, and then like I say, you got the supplies, you know, needed to pack it correctly. You know, yep. what you have uh, to what, spend. What kind of a TV? Uh, well, I mean, here's a question: like, when it comes to medium res, does that change up the whole entire like list of tubes or TVs that you can use? No, not pot? not really. What most people don't know. And it's such a minute difference unless you're looking for it and have one side by side with like a microscope to check, or some way to zoom in on the shadow mask and stuff in the tube. You'll never notice the dot pitch of the shadow mask. That's that's really the only real difference between a quote unquote medium res tube versus a standard res tube. Okay. It's the shadow mask inside, which is, like I say, very minute, and you'd never notice. So how do you determine really? what, what's a compatible tube swap, then? Well, that, is what... 
Yeah, well, that's 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 a trick too, because you can you can try upwards of you know four or five different TVs from different makers, different brands, and stuff, and you never know what is what's going to work, when it's going to work, how it's going to work. Are you going to have to put a bunch of magnets on it? You're going to have to put a bunch of corner corner um convergence strips. Cor- yeah, com- corner. Well, the, the the arrows, and then you've got the convergence strips. You know, and then you've got the deflection angle, the tube. Are you going to be able to use all that to bring the guns into alignment? And the the thing about the tube swaps, especially for the medium res, you can get it about 95% good on average after you try it for a long time. It it takes anywhere between, you know, an hour to 10, you know, steady working on it to get it right. And you'll get it, usually you can get it about 90%. And you'll have some problems in the corners, but sure. on ninety percent of your games, are you looking in the corner of your screen to play your game? Right, right. In terms of like Paperboy, <laughs> it's going to have a blue border. So are you you really going to see that? Yeah, I mean, you might see a little bit of pink, or you might see a little bit of purple up in the corners, but the other ninety percent of the screen is you know going to be spot on. So you know, it's right. You're almost splitting hairs at that point. Yeah, it to sit down and try another tube, and sit down and try another tube, and sit down and try another tube. You know, until you get the deflection angle and all that stuff just exactly right with all the stuff that you have to make it right. Yeah, you're you're better off just calling it good at about ninety percent with the sure. edges slightly off. And if you don't bring your attention, people's attention to it, they'll never see it. Right, right. So, so Buffett, here, here's a question for you. Um, if if I wanted to do a tube swap for, like, like in Steve's case, if I wanted to do a tube swap for a 19-inch monitor, uh, medium res, would it would the process be the same? Would I be looking for the um, uh, impedance, like the 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 ohm, the resistance of the um, with the yoke? With the yoke. Right. Yeah, no. So you strip all that off. Okay. You so have you to just do a yoke swap. You have to because the medium reses are wound different. Okay. Yes, that's why they're such a hard ch- monitor to come up with. It's because you can't just stick a medium res chassis on that yoke because it's okay. wound differently. So yeah, if you have the yoke, like in Steve's case, he's got the yoke and the chassis. Does it matter then what what tube you use? Yes. Okay. It it can matter a lot. Like I said, it's the viewing angle of the tube, where the guns are in the neck, how long the neck of the tube is. Can you get the rings up close enough to where they where where they need to be in order to adjust them? Is the yoke gonna fit all the way onto the tube in order for you to right. see security and the convergence, and then be able to get the rings on on top of it? Sure. So yeah, yeah, it's not it's for standard res K sevens. Yeah, it's pretty simple because they work on, you know, 90% of the yolks out there. You just slap it in there, change the connectors out, and bam, you're done. Right. But not with a medium res, not with a GO7, and not with a 49. <laughs> um, so so do you have, like, a list of, like, tubes that you've had good experience with? or no. how do you How do you determine that? I yank one out of the pile and go, go for it. Okay. So it's trial sure. and error. Yeah, it's all okay. trial and error. Okay. Yeah. That's and, what I was getting at. Yeah. Right. And and that's the thing. The other thing is is the medium res 49 uses the CR23 according to the B case B and K standards, okay? 
those are what they consider fat neck between not 10 and 13 13 pin tubes okay well the 4900's great because you can use quite a few different ones like I say you got it at about 90% good and you call it a day but on the K7 there's a couple that medium res that are CR31 or CR23 there are a couple skinny and fat neck K7 okay. and the skinny the CR31 skinny neck 8 pin tube is a lot rarer as far as the the K7s that they made those in over the CR the fat neck 23s L luckily okay. I've got a I've got both tubes here I've got a couple of each so depending on which one he sends me if he goes to do that then I I far as I can tell I will be able to get it on there because I've got both tubes okay yeah, I've, I already sent an email to our, our PM to to hat trick Dan and okay. uh, We'll uh, we'll get that stuff out in the mail to you here within the next week or two. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, because it like yeah, it's it's not cheap, but it's your best alternative to keep your games up and going. And I've done a couple. Um, I've got I've done. I've done two. Well, I've done two medium res, and a bunch of standard res. Um, both of my medium res tube swaps are on my YouTube channel. Just look through the look through the uh, videos. There, it's in there. There and there's one of them. One of them, I think, is in the tech video section, and the other one, I don't remember if it's in there or not. I'll have to check that out. So, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't show a lot of the process, but I show the, you know, after, you know, you can see it running and how how it looks and stuff. I know, and I've done a couple. I've done, I've done one medium res, either on a. 7500 or a U5000 for a cruise in USA. Well, you can't show everything. You got to make money somehow. Yeah, you know, if I if I was just doing this as a hobby and I didn't care and I was independently wealthy or I had a really smoking job or something that I wasn't worried about money, then I wouldn't care. Right. You know, I'd show all the stuff, but you know, I I do it for a living. <laughs> you what? know, kind of thing. What the fuck, Steve? 243 people have viewed my thread about Super Punch-Out and Arkanoid, and eight people have re no, not even eight people, like like four people have replied. Like, what what's their problem? Why do they even read this thread? It pisses me off. Yeah, because I keep bumping it. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So. So yeah, yoke swaps and stuff are hit or miss. You just got to keep trying. You know, I'll be I'll be real interested to see if that um, uh, tube or that TV that I've got that has uh, the the same readings as a Geo Seven will work. Yeah, I, I've um, I had one a while back, um, a long good a good many years ago that we swapped a forty nine hundred on. I think it was pretty spot-on yoke readings, and that worked really well. And then I did a tube swap, I think, the same day on something else, a yoke and everything, just put it up on there, and it worked great. And then, uh, let's see, somebody else in the last month or two, I think, found one that was Geo7 compatible, and I, I think I sent him a chassis, and he put it on there, and it worked just fine. Sweet. So That's awesome. So, yeah. 
Yeah, ho- hopefully so. Yeah, I mean, I'd be really still because, uh, you know, I've got, I mean, Geo 7 chassis are a dime a dozen, and, mm-hmm. and and once they're locked in, I mean, they do have a good picture. Once you adjust them, yeah, yeah. they do. I I personally don't care for them, but... Well, yeah, I mean, and I'm a little spoiled because my, my first tube swap was a K7000, and then that's in my Marvel Madness, and that thing went without a hitch. I mean, it had a yoke that I didn't even have to swap. Um, everything went like it was just it was so easy. Yeah. And and everything just worked. Like I didn't have to hardly do anything. Yeah. And, and that's why people get the false conception or misconception of you know, these two swaps. Oh yeah, everybody's doing oh, them. They're easy. So easy. Yeah. But right. with a K7, yes, they can be real easy. But right. not the other chassis types. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. love I love those chassis. I just like the the pots on them uh, and and the adjustments. They're sure like no no other chassis has the same like. Well, I I mean I only have like one forty nine hundred, but I love the fact that the seven thousand at least has not only a brightness but a contrast pot that eliminates so much hassle with adjusting every RGB pot that's out there. Right, and, and in conjunction with that, you can turn those down and then jack up the um, bias or the um, drive on the neck board to make a color pop over the other, you know, right. the different games that you want that to stand out in. Yeah. So, and you can and, blend it and balance it really well. And they have really good geometry, too. Like, this picture is so square. Yes, yeah, that's, like Geo Sevens, the forty six hundred. Um, I, I don't know about the forty nine, but like the, they all have their little bit of faults with the geometry. Like you can get it like ninety percent good, but there's always going to be some sort of little bit of geometry skew. That that those K seven thousands are squares can be. Yeah, the the forty nine is not too bad. The Geo Seven falters quite a bit if you run in negative composite sync and don't do the curl mod. Right. Um, I've had I've had luck with both either way, you know, with and without the curl mod. But you got to do a lot of it fine tuning adjustments to do it without the curl mod to get it just about right. right. Especially that horizontal frequency pot. Yeah. Yeah. So the the one thing I wish the K7 had a better adjustment pot or adjustment for, other than the 50 60 hertz pot, is the um, linearity. Oh yeah. That's that's the one adjustment I wish that could be found to add on or change or something, because it it you can see it on some games, but most games it doesn't matter on because they look sure. just fine. Yeah, the forty six hundred could really use a pot like that. <laughs> yeah, the forty six hundred could use a lot. <laughs> I, well, did you see my post earlier? Uh, I don't know in in the IRC chat about how I was looking at some man, uh, flyers for eyes. I was complaining about how the linearity was a little bit off, uh, the horizontal linearity. And I was looking closely at the manual where they had screenshots, and theirs looked exactly like mine. It was a little bit off towards the top. Uh, there you go. So there's so, not much so, you can do about it. Yeah, exactly. I felt pretty good. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad it came together, though. So. Yeah, me too. So. Yep, well, yep. guys, I, I got to clock out tonight. I'm, I'm fading quickly. <laughs> it was good seeing you guys and talking to you. 
Yeah, All man. right, well, well, take take your uh, nightcap and then go to bed. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks good. for the gift. Sure, no worries. Take care, guys. Catch well, you later, Gag. See ya. Right, See ya. See ya. Yep. yep, later. Hey, guys, I'm out of here, too. It's uh, 1.40 where I'm at, and I got an 8 o'clock meeting. That's cool. Yeah, hit hit me up about your hit. You know, let me know when you guys want to do something with the uh, if you want to do the tube swap and stuff. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Buffett. I appreciate it. I'll uh, contact you before I send it, and uh, we'll make it happen. I really appreciate it, and uh, uh, everyone has been fun. And uh, look forward to seeing you guys next week. Hell yeah! Cool. Have, have fun at that meeting tomorrow for that super punch out <laughs> on Arkanoid. Then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sounds good. If you get any hits on that thread, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, right guys. It's 4.30 here, and I have to be up at 5. I don't know why he has to crap out so quick. God, I know. Are we going to have a shower cam for you before you go to work? <laughs> what? Well, I'd have to waterproof the I'm laptop. I'm sorry, was that out loud? Did <laughs> <laughs> you show the steam in the background? That's good. Enough. Yeah, you remember how he was first on this before, right? Oh God! Yes, I was half. Oh making. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't be shy. I think I'm gonna give him a nipple <laughs> in there too. Actually, I, I gotta follow the the, the 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 trend. Trend here. It's yeah. It's almost 2 a.m. So. Yeah, it's well, almost time for me to play some Street Fighter. <laughs> well, we we can end her off here then. All right, boys. Good time. See you guys. All right. Have a good one. All right. Good night, everybody.